Dear baby listener, Goat Games is produced in association with The Network. Find our show and other great podcasts at bicbp-radio.com. Also, Goat Games includes many, many spoilers for every game that we play. If you don't want the game spoiled for you, we recommend playing the game and coming back to listen to the episode afterwards. In the meantime, check out a different episode, maybe, if you feel like it. All right, on to this episode. There was a guy on the side of the road in Atlanta selling turtles. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, um... There was a, uh, like, there was just literally, he had, like, in front of another, another derelict shopping mall, um, s- similar to the Pop Sock mm-hmm. person, there were, he just had tanks of turtles, and I saw him during the day, and I was like, stay weird, Atlanta, you know, yada, yada, <laughs> and then I came back at night, like, I drove by at night, and he was gone, but he left his turtles out, and I, it was just, like, one of those, like, Hmm. Weird, sad things driving by an empty road in Atlanta with a turtle stand and a bunch of turtles sitting out on the sidewalk. That is insane. I, I don't know. I feel like Atlanta just has a. It's probably not unique to Atlanta. It's just because that happens to be the city I live in. Also, while we were driving the other day uh, at a stoplight, you know, sometimes like some people will come up and offer to like wash your windows or they'll just ask for money. Mm-hmm. There was a person that you know i didn't inspire a feeling of safety i'll mm-hmm. say and he was approaching each car like and like kind of like a and we were like what is it what is he doing what does he have in his hand and like you know we like made sure the, our doors were locked and stuff and he, i i couldn't see what he was trying to like sell and he walks up and he has like full pies like <laughs> i think they were like apple pies he was trying to sell on the road, um, road pie. I I didn't. I should have rolled down my window and bought the pie, but I, he didn't seem like somebody. No, you should not. Have <laughs> well, I mean, like, imagine how much funnier this story would be right now if I bought the pie. Like, no, if have... you would have bought that pie, you would have been the main character in a trashy horror movie. <laughs> well, that yeah. would have been your you're the lovable idiot that did a stupid thing. Yeah, but it'd been worth it for the content, Zach. The content. <laughs> Think of the You'd content. be dead. <laughs> That's great content. Or he would have been the guy to get out, and then he would have had a really cool story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have been drugged. The, probably gotten, um, probably gotten abducted by the uh, the the Atlanta Pie Man, um, who's a serial killer that's on the loose. <laughs> he would have taken me to his mm-hmm. dungeon. I would have been God. like tied up, and I would have had to like use my wits and my charisma to get out of a sticky situation. And I would have been. A hero, Zach. Did you think about that, Zach? Did you think about that? Gah! Anyway. No, I didn't. I think he's just that was sitting at the bottom of a pit. Some guy up here. It puts the pie upon its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yeah, he like, what he does is he fattens you up and smothers creams and crusts on you because he's ba- he's he's baking people into pies it's a tie it's a tale as old as time yeah. <laughs> it's a modern day hansel and gretel i could have been part of that and instead i was a coward rolled up my windows and went and did the whole like thing you do when someone comes to your car and just like mm-mm, mm-mm, like you don't make eye contact and just like are afraid anyway i don't know if that i don't know if that story resonates with anybody but um i, mean, it, uh, I can't say that's ever happened to me 
I was going to say, y'all live in like, you know, sizable. Some of you have or do live in sizable cities. Do you get accosted by random pie salesmen hawking their pie wares? I mean, I don't, but I like rarely leave the house. So, no, oh, that's a little sad. <laughs> That was, <laughs> that was a very real admission. I was not expecting. I, I don't know. I like what I don't know. I, this is the life I like. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, you're doing well for yourself. I went to yeah. the Bills um, game the other day and some guy was selling T-shirts that said fuck around and find out. And I don't know why, but I'm sure he made a ton of money that day. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I saw uh, yeah, the closest thing we get where I'm at is like, well, I know it's not pies, but you'll see somebody like occasionally you can buy alligator on the side of the road. Mm. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that's that's a big, big Wait, like a live especially. one or like, yeah, like a baby. Meat. No, like a baby alligator oh. for pets. Oh, I thought you meant like alligator tail. Oh, wow. No, that's different. No, like I've never you could seen... just walk up and somebody will just be like, you want baby alligator? Ten bucks. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, that seems bucks. super that's illegal. No, I mean I thought the tur- I thought the turtles was shady, but no, but like, uh, um, um, you know, in a lot of places you don't even need a permit to have one. That's a weird permit. Can you imagine, like someone like you carry it in your wallet? You know, like for exotic animals, like you have to have like a permit <laughs> oh, yeah. to have mm. them. Uh, but um, well, I thought I thought I had a silly premise, but then Zach <laughs> comes in with the logic. Like, no, I like can exotic animals permit so. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I've, I mean, like I like uh, as a side gig, I, you know, I do farming. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know. You know, like I know. I have, nothing's I, there's no whimsy or fun left in this world. I are know. you going to start? <laughs> wait, Zach, you saying you're going to start gator farming? Hell no. <laughs> oh, why not? What's the what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with a bunch of alligators? Like they aren't smart. You can't train them. Jurassic to do anything. Park. Take over the world. <laughs> you own a kingdom of alligators. What do you mean? What am I going to do with it? You'll have them. Hey, guys. Did you on. ever play Donkey Kong Country, yeah, Zach? they're not that smart. <laughs> yes. Just you saying. Know, you, can make a real, you can make a real King K. Listen, rule. Here's, here's, <laughs> and then you can attack Kong Island. And because, the, as we've established un, uh, like, uh, definitively, the mm-hmm. Kongs are the bad guys. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if de- definitive is a strong word for the amount that was established. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the uh, thing about Zach and you and you're gonna own a swamp and you're gonna own a swamp in Louisiana. I don't have you're a already, swamp, gonna, I like, have a farm. You have a farm if you just drill down a foot, you're in a swamp because it's Louisiana. You should own a gator oh farm. God. What if what if they're your guard gators? <sighs> yes, you can build an actual goddamn moat, Zach. <laughs> you can have an actual moat with okay, alligators. So here's here's the thing though. What you're missing is like think of the content, Zach. Uh, <laughs> like content. reptiles are not smart and they're not trainable. They're just pure instinct. Like you can't inspire loyalty in an alligator. It will it'll turn on you. Just like me. You know, maybe. like if you don't feed it, it will eat you. Like that's the relationship. Uh, okay, you said. Have y'all ever seen that video of that old dude who has like an alligator? It's like his yeah, emotional no. support alligator. Actually, it's I, genuinely really fucking cute. I heard about um, that on the news yeah, or they something. Just, they just snuggle all the time. Some guy like didn't want to go to work and was like, "I have an emotional support animal," and it was an alligator. So yeah, like, they were like, "All right, well, you don't have to. You can work from home because you obviously can't bring that to the office." <laughs> 
Yeah, so my, my boss was talking about it because we were talking about us going back to the office, and he's like, well, if everyone just gets a pet alligator, we won't have to. It's like, okay. <laughs> I will say that um, I will say this article that I pulled up on Nat Geo is not deterring me. The the Yeah, it says, alligators make terrible pets, colon, on quote unquote, you're basically dealing with a dinosaur. That yeah, is Zach. not that is yeah, not how Zach. you deter people. You're telling me you don't want a pet dinosaur? It's an actual Yoshi. Uh, I you're a coward and a fool. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's not to say I don't want like living dinosaurs. I do want an emu. Okay, well, uh, yeah, but you can't. Emu is not as cool as alligators. Act. Emu not is try. way cooler than an alligator. You can that inspire loyalty shit. by hatching it from an egg, and it'll imprint on you, and it'll protect you. Yeah, but they're and they're I not can cool ride what are you talking about? You can't ride about? an emu. You're not. Emus have hollow bones. You'll crush it. An alligator, you can ride all day. You can't. Do, you, you can't. <laughs> okay. hurt, you cannot hurt an alligator. What if I had a carriage pulled by like five emus? <laughs> okay, now it's getting cooler. That is getting cooler. <laughs> I do like, like my idea. chariot powered by dinosaur birds. <laughs> all right, you're turning me a little bit. You are turning me. <laughs> and like, what if I like? What if I just decide to pivot away from emus and just go straight for cassowaries? I. I don't know what the difference is, but I'm imagining it just got cooler. Oh my, oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Do you not know what a cassowary is? I know it's emu-esque. I know that. Um, you need to get... This is what a cassowary's foot looks like. Just the foot. Oh, jeez. That's terrible. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a dinosaur. They will fucking kill you. Okay, the, the listener can't see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to get off the, the, the drug of using Tell me this isn't a dinosaur. Tell me visuals. that thing is not a dinosaur. Okay, listener, just look up a capillary. Cassowary. <laughs> a <Whatever>. casserole. <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> put something <laughs> in your image search, please. <laughs> but we need to not use visual aids very much, because I'm not sure how well The Last Goat Gab's translated. Like... <laughs> Like you know that scene in Jurassic Park where that kid's like, "Oh, yes. sounds like more like a six, like a giant six foot turkey to me." That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> like I would be horrified. And there it is. There's the six foot turkey, and it'll fuck you up. Um, rat. Okay, so dear baby listener, um, you know, as you are probably frustratingly hearing, <laughs> is um, <laughs> is that we're posting stuff in the discord which i'm trying to dissuade uh, for your sake <laughs> and rat isn't here but rat is like seeing all, context. all, all like, these pictures of, of pies and cassowaries <laughs> and he's freaking out <laughs> uh, um. look just when you make this a video podcast you just put it in pictures of put the pictures in yeah this would actually be good for tiktok if yeah. you want to like put like pictures of cassow anyway um <laughs> and then we'll get like 20 people writing in like zach you should not own a cassowary for x amount of reasons yes i know that this is just for humor please no 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 i don't listen to the haters they're just they're, they're just jealous of your power what you should do is get large flightful birds not flightless birds mm, like um, a bunch of albatross yeah and then you sh your chariot should be carried you should oh make a flying chariot is yeah. what i'm saying i'm saying you should like i don't know why it hasn't been done it should be doable um i've run i've crunched the numbers and an albatross army should be able to get you flying a la spirited away style um or entire swarm of pigeons i feel yes, like that's like, the way to go so like hey arnold Cheaper. pigeon man yes Cheaper. 
Yes. And cheaper. Yes, and, they're free. And they just make a delightful sound. They do, yes. <laughs> yeah. But imagine like yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. A, a yeah, that's what I was going to say. of pigeons to be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like blackening out the sun. <laughs> when the I pigeon was man a, cometh. When I was <laughs> yeah. a kid, I grew up in Oklahoma, and there is a pigeon museum in Oklahoma. And my dad took me to the Pigeon Museum and we got to like wow. go there and they had like just a bunch of like, like historical pigeon stuff. But then they also had like a bunch of cages with pigeons and you could like go and they would let you like let a pigeon stand on you. It was really cool. Damn. I don't know if it still exists, but God, you're, you just really want me to end like this is probably too deep of a pool. If any of our listeners get this, um, reach out because we'll be best friends. But nah, it just sorry, sounds I'm like I'm going to cut it. Go ahead. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> You're really setting me up to be like Phaethon, the son of Helios, the Greek god of the sun. Oh, because, yeah, like, exactly. You know, You're right on the chariot. Yes. He had a flying chariot. You know, Helios had the flying chariot that made the sun come up and go away. And then his son was like, you know, I got this great idea, dad. Let me get in that chariot. Let me do it for one day. Just one day, dad. That's all I want. And boom, dead. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Imagine happen. the content, Zach. Well, the I I am willing for anyone here to die if it means we get better content. I don't know if that's been established, but I'm gonna have to do some physics here. Just let me see what the I'll get back to you on what the logistics. How many albatross we're gonna need? You want me to just put it into chat GPT? How many many albatross? Oh boy, do I need to human flight me up to fly? We have to remember, like, albatross can barely fly. Like, it def- almost defines Newtonian right. physics. That's what I thought. I actually thought albatross was a bad example, but you brought it up. So I was like, maybe Zach knows something I don't. So Chet no, GPT well, it's just, just because the albatross no. can fly for like seven years without landing. Oh. It's like wow. they, they have difficulty f- taking off, but once they're up there, they're fucking golden, baby. <laughs> Is this a bird podcast? I was just about to Maybe. say, is this a bird podcast? <laughs> this, is this, <laughs> this is the new podcast. It's called Bird Brains. Uh, My response from chat GPT after I pushed it initially said like, no, you can't do this. So I was like, how many though? And it just said there's no specific number of albatrosses or any other birds that can collectively carry a human into flight. <laughs> just like, this is why no. AI will never fully take over humans. It's the lack of imagination. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Welcome to Goat Games, where we only play the best games. I'm your host, Alan Newton. Here on Goat Games, we, well, usually, most days, most recordings, look at video games that are considered the greatest of all time and talk about them. Are they great? What makes them great? Or are they just overrated? But today, we're not going to find out. We're doing a Goat Gabs episode where we just kind of shoot the shit and talk about video game topics. Today, we're talking about physical media in video games. I am joined today by Rob. Hi. Steve. Sup? And Zach. Hello, hello, baby listener. Hello, dear sweet baby listener. Anybody play anything good this week? Um, oh, I have not. <laughs> I have. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, what, what, have you been, what have you been playing? 
Uh, Ashley and I, we've been playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, 10 yeah. out of 10. Pick it up. Yeah. You like it that much? I'm saving it for my oh family my God. on Christmas. Um, yes, I have it. I haven't uh, opened it, though. Such is my life. The only thing I don't like, and it's because I'm an evil person, is that you, you like, I'm sure you've all played like a 2D uh, modern Mario, like new Super Mario Brothers at some point. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the big things was that you could pick each other up, throw each other around, <laughs> screw each other over. Um, they removed that from Super Mario Brothers Wonder, so I can't torment Ashley. They removed the screwing <laughs> mechanic. Yeah, like you, but which it kind of sucks because like there were jumping puzzles you could do, like you know you could set it up where you would put someone on your head and then jump, and then they would jump off your head to get higher. Mm. And now we actually have to have skills, and I don't like it. Gross. <laughs> I hate yeah, being good. Sound gross. I heard it's Fine. really good, but I don't know. I I don't know. Like I looked at that game, and it's just like apparently it's supposed to be different from new super mario bros but i like i don't know i looked at like the trailers and yeah like, this just looks like the same thing again so but the big maybe not i don't know i haven't played it so i i can't like, trash talk it you can trip balls in it that's the yeah i know there's yeah, like that trippy. like things are trippy a little bit but it's like i don't um, know like they could have easily added that mechanic in a i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know no, I think it's a fair take that it's too. Yeah. It might be too similar, but I haven't played it, so I don't, it I'm looks similar. I'm just gonna say that it just looks. I, yeah, similar. I think that's a fair concern. I would say um, the biggest differentiator is if you're playing solo, you're not gonna notice anything, but if you're playing with friends, like it is definitely more geared towards like couch co-op and online play, um, like and exploring more so than previous like 2D <laughs> entries have been like because there's no timer. You can just go and explore the levels. Um, and some of the power-ups are really, really fun. Like, the elephant hat is super, super fun. Yeah, I'm interested to play it, but I don't yeah. know when I'll get My to brother it. has specifically asked for a game that, like, we could play together as a family where we don't have to, like, watch each other. We could play with each other. So mm-hmm. I'm saving that game for Christmas time. Uh, no, it's good for it's good for that. Like, you'll have yeah. a lot of fun. Is it a max of four, or do they let you play with, like... Four. It's, um, yeah, it's all Wii games yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, it's four. Not Wii switch um <laughs> i have gaming some i have i have umbrage to take with some members of the goat game crew oh no so, i know this I, is i know what this is <laughs> I, uh, no. I saw this i saw I this heard stream. About i this. know what's happening yeah I, so i yeah go ahead lay no, it on you me shut up shut up <laughs> so i don't know the timeline of when this episode comes out, it may not, it may be a little weird because we kind of have started recording things out of order. But in the last Goat Gabs episode, we talked about horror and video games, and I was emphatically recommended the game <laughs> Fatal Frame. I stand from... by my recommendation, by the way. <laughs> I stand by Rob's recommendation. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I still haven't played enough of it to say if it's good or bad or whatever. But what I will say is I was told it is not very anime-ish and it is okay, super fucking anime i think y'all just don't have i think your sensor is broken i think you're which just become, which one did you play uh, no. the fourth one that's the amount, of, the amount of like uh, 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 yeah. sounds the entire fucking game the girl runs at like, at like oh, her sprinting no. is, is is like a dainty little like like sachet mm-hmm. because she has to stay like in waifu mode it, Figgy, I warned you. Uh, you did. You did. I, I tried looking listen. out for you. I tried. But I told I you to play. One, I told you to play one or two, and you didn't. Well, listen. they were hard to get a hold of. Um, but dear baby listener, I, I won't say if it's a good or bad game. Like the concept is still very cool. 
Uh, I did find the controls frustrating, but that's a different thing. But just suffice to say, it's a very anime game. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's very, very, very anime. So it's like not good. It's ten. not bad. It's just anime. It's just anime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe Rob I, and I would digress and say it's not anime. It's Japanese. Don't give a fuck. I, it's very anime. I would actually. I, I do see what Figgy's saying. The stuff with like the walk animation is like it is a it is like a Japanese style like thing or like an anime style thing the like little uh uh like voices that are like constant are pretty anime um but i oh, i don't know no. you know like it, it doesn't feel anime it doesn't feel like fully anime to me which could just be that like me and zach have both like we're so deep in the anime that it's just like like that no surface level shit you know um right but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I will say with the controls, they're definitely like, they can be hard to learn at first, but once you learn them, I find them really satisfying, but yeah, I'm um, sure the game as a whole has more going for it than I've given it time to discover, but, um, damn, I, I could have sworn I'm, I'm looking into it. I could have sworn the original fatal frame got a re-release on like the Wii U and I guess it did not. Nope. What, what did it come out on originally? PS2 uh, and PS2. Xbox. Oh. Yeah, it was basically I had a choice between three or four. Um, and so I went with four. Or four or five. Uh, four or five. Three was no. only ever on the PlayStation 2. The first two were PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Okay. Um, well, I, yeah. I went with well, the one that was P- recommended. Well, I think the first one was PS2 for a long time. And then it yeah. got ported to Xbox. Yep. And then I don't know if Fatal Frame 2 was day and day, but... I no, don't it think not. it was because the Xbox version later. of it is actually the director's cut version. Yeah. But Fatal Frame 2 is super fucking good and it's not anime at all. It's it's still kind of anime. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you just don't know what I think you just are too deep to know. Biggie, you got to come to I, me and I'll let you know if, if something's anime or not. Yeah, exactly. We're Thank on the same Thank spectrum you. there. <laughs> yeah. I differentiate yeah. between like anime tropes and just Japanese tropes in general. They're two I, different things. I, I would say to me, it's like close to Resident Evil and that like Resident I Evil, disagree. I think, is also kind of anime. Oh, I, I don't disagree. Know. I, I don't like yeah, Resident I know. Evil. I think Resident Evil is more just like cheesy 80s B movie. Yeah, I, I think America. I think Resident Evil is much more westernized. At least the versions I've played. I don't know. Maybe the original was more so. Well, I think it's more parody of. It's like it's what Japan would think of. Um, like if if the, it's like a Japanese take on let's like let's make a cheesy American sur- survival horror action movie. And also, it's just that like, uh, and also like you compared it to like the level. I, I would also say it's way more Japanese ish than like you compared it to Final Fantasy. Right. Um, it may it may also just be that it was subs, not dubs, and maybe just the, mm. the amount of like American voice acting goes a long way yeah. in that feel. But like, I don't know, the people in Final Fantasy actually run. Well, no, <laughs> the like my, my I was saying in front of them, like <laughs> the the run in Fatal Frame <laughs> anyway. is not about it being anime. It's that like it's deliberately making you slow so that I know. like it is right. more like and the challenge is designed around that walk speed. Right. But and when I said. When I was alluding to Final Fantasy, I meant from a character design perspective, not a gameplay perspective. Like you would just have like there's a like in Japanese games, they tend to make everybody very, very pretty man, woman, child. They're all pretty. I would say right. Final well, Fantasy's I, anime. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Like but I, just because I, it's never... anime doesn't mean it's automatically bad. 
It's just no, it doesn't. But it just it does if Figgy this, says it. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> this, but it, like this it, game just Figgy felt. uses the word anime as a pejorative term. <laughs> as soon as somebody mentions anime to me, I'm immediately turned off. So you have a lot of work to do to get me to like get invested right. so in it's, this somehow. It's a, you know, like Final Fantasy, that's like a series that like everybody talks about. Oh, you gotta play it. You gotta play it. You gotta play it. So I played it just because you know. They, they were able to climb that hill of anime. <laughs> <laughs> Mount anime. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So that's like the only reason I was able to do that. But like Fatal Frame, like I've heard you guys like talk about it and I heard Figgy say it's anime and it's like, there's no shot in hell I'm playing these games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, that's I, why I've it's enjoyed, a pejorative term. So I've yeah. enjoyed yeah. a lot of the Final Fantasies that I played. They were some of my favorite games as a kid. Um but this was just I've only played seven, but I've heard about some, and some of them do sound good. And I do want to play more, but they're very long at least seven. Ones. I mean, yeah, we're, we're just gonna long. have to come up with like figgy scale of anime and just start applying that to because, like, you know, like you play Final Fantasy 4, eh, not really that anime, it's just it's a product of its time. You play Final Fantasy 10 2, yeah, that shit's a J pop yeah. anime extravaganza. <laughs> 10-2 is when I stopped playing video or stopped playing, stopped playing video games. <laughs> playing video games that ruined me forever. <laughs> stopped playing Final Fantasy because I was a huge fan of 10 when I was a mm-hmm. kid. See, I would I would argue that 10's very anime. Well, yeah, I don't know. It just there's I'm, it's a certain je ne sais quoi. It's I understand like what Figgy's like, saying because I'm the same way. It's like way. when the senator was talking about porn or something. He's like, I, uh, okay, I don't understand quote? this. <laughs> no, hold on. No, 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 no. You know it when you gonna, see it. Never mind. Yeah, he lost like, me. <laughs> I can't say what it is, but I know it when I see it. And that's like the way I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at is that like there's just a certain something about it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the same way. But, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, that's my gaming news. I I played some I played some video games. Nice. What'd you play? I played uh I started Spider-Man 2 yesterday. Oh, how oh, are yeah. you enjoying it? I do like it. It's it's just like one but better. So if you like the one, you'll like two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not very much innovation. I yeah. Guess. I mean, you know, you, you know, there's some cool like uh new web mechanics that you can like fly around the city with and stuff which is fun and stuff and you could switch between the two characters which is cool because they each have different move sets and stuff um but it just feels like spider-man so if you like spider-man one you'll like this one at least so far what can, what can peter parker do that miles morales can miles morales just seemed like an upgrade from peter and like so every P- way. Uh, so like they came out with spider-man and then spider-man miles morales he was able to like shock people. He'd like electric webs yeah. kind of. So to balance that, they gave Peter um, little spider leg things that kind of poke you with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, in, yeah. The, like, uh, like, it's like in like the Avenger MCU. movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they gave him those so you can kind of like guys. Yeah, you can poke guys with your little, your little Akko leg things or whatever you got. Um, so that's what they kind of gave him just to balance that out. Have you gotten to Venom yet? I have not. I'm very excited to do that, though. Yeah, Venom um, is the big draw. I was, you know me. what? I played one. I was like, yeah, this game's pretty fun. And then, like, Miles Morales came out and I waited on that just because I heard it was, like, sure and just like not really worth it and i don't know it, i played it it was fine um but the only reason i played it was because i think at that point they showed the spider-man 2 teaser like announcement teaser 
And when they teased Venom, I was like, yo. Like, it was, yeah. like, actually, like, legitimately hyped when they did that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So then I went back and played Miles Morales, and I'm at two now, but I haven't had time to play as much as I would have liked. But I played, like, an hour or two yesterday, and the first hour or two is fun. Nice. Yeah. And Rob, any gaming? I also, oh, sorry, ahead. I also just beat Super Mario RPG randomly. Ooh. Hell yeah. Yeah. I haven't played that game since I was like six years old. I never played that <laughs> game. Um, but I knew the remake was coming out, and I was like, well, I should probably play the original. Are and you gonna pick up the remake? I probably will at some point. I'm I just beat the game, so it's kind of like I don't really want to <laughs> do a remake of the game I just beat, which will probably just be the same game with better graphics and slightly different. I'm pretty sure it is literally a shot for shot with better graphics. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I'll it kinda, take it. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, it's great because there's not a lot of people have access to the original. Um, no. Yeah. Um, well, so you're bringing it to the easier. It's a little easier now, but like 10 years ago, it was definitely a nightmare. I think the last official release wow. of it was the Wii U. You could get it on yeah. the Wii U, but like now oh. you literally can't get it on the Wii U because they shut down the Wii U marketplace. So there's, I don't think there's any official way to buy the original right now other than like going on eBay and buying a cart. Um, uh, SNES Classic has it on it. Oh, okay. So that so, too, but that, like either tech, of those is going to be expensive. Is it not on the Switch? It must not be. No. Um, I played it on the no. Super Nintendo, which which will lead us to our next yeah. topic. <laughs> it was on the um, it was on the um, the Wii U Virtual Console, but yep. I don't believe they've put it on the the Switch. Switch equivalent. Yeah. Well, I played it on the Super Nintendo. It's a fun game. It feels very Paper Mario esque. The entire time I was playing this, it made me want to play Paper Mario One even more, though. Yeah, that was the thing was like I, I played a little bit of it and I was playing it at the same time as playing the first Paper Mario. And I was just like, man, I just like Paper Mario way better. Yeah, than this. It, mm. Super Mario. Um, I mean, obviously, I, it feels like Super RPG was made so Paper Mario could run. Yeah, because um, Super or Paper Mario just feels more fleshed out. And you're probably not too far off with that, because I think um like Super Mario RPG was co-developed with Square and then yeah. that relationship got soured whenever the N64 came out. Yeah. And th there's probably something to that where like Nintendo's like, you know what? We're just going to do it ourselves. So this isn't a problem anymore. I just love like the settings and stuff in like Paper Mario so much more. Yeah. The characters are more fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an N64 game versus a Super Nintendo game. So it's you know, think... they're able to do more and stuff. Like part of um, what I clashed really with fun. it too was just like the like for me the like like Paper Mario like it's an RPG game but it feels like a Mario game you know but like mm -hmm. Mario RPG like felt like this weird fusion like of Final Mario Fantasy and Final Fantasy skinned yeah. in Mario which like yeah. I didn't respond to as much like a lot of people really love that character Genos that they introduced but I like Genos yeah. showed up and I was just oh this is just some like weird edgy dude it's I don't like puppet. him I um, yeah, agree wait, did Toriyama yeah. do the um animation wait uh, wait important sports update the Sabres just scored oh my gosh uh, okay continue uh, sorry thank you what was your question <laughs> Did Toriyama do the? Because uh, he did a lot of the early Final Fantasies, right? Did he? Was he involved in Super Mario? No, that's Drake? you're thinking of Dragon Warrior yep. slash Dragon Quest. Um, mm -hmm. Yoshitaka, Yoshi, Yoshitaka Amano's who does the Final Fantasy art. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. I thought Toriyama did. Early, like, didn't he do Chrono Cross or something? Yes, he did do Chrono Trigger. 
Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. I knew it was Squaresoft. I knew he was involved with Squaresoft at some point. Okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm glad Never you mind. also think that Gino is just like a guy, though, because like everybody seems to love it. And I'm sitting there like this entire time playing this game, and I'm like, what is the appeal with this guy? He's just like a puppet guy that like shoots guns. Well, it, it reminds me a lot of another game that like a lot of people really love, but I really clashed with when I tried to play it. Um, was kingdom hearts where like oh my god oh my gosh you know that that one like for me like the final fantasy was the side i was more interested in but that like that like weird mesh of disney and final fantasy for me was Um, like it was not hitting there's a lot of people who adore that game and i'm glad it's there for them um but yeah yeah, i don't know for me like I just don't like the like blended um, game properties. A lot of the times, it just like feels. I know weird everybody to me. wants. It feels cheap more often than not. Everybody wants Geno in Smash Bros, and I'm like, why? Because <laughs> he'd actually probably be pretty fun in Smash. Yeah, I'm sure considered. he would be like fine, but like I don't know. It's like Mega Man is just like I don't know. Yeah, no, kind I mean, of the Mega same Man's thing. Pretty much. Yeah, and like no, Waluigi's still not in Smash Bros, and you're gonna add Gino from. <laughs> obscure mario <laughs> rpg is like i don't know they also had that other character who actually kind of liked this other character way more which i didn't even know was in the game but there's this malo? other character malo yeah he's like a cloud prince guy and he's like he does like weather attacks and he's got like little silly yeah. symbols that he smashes yeah. people with or whatever and his arms kind of extendo punch and it's just like this guy seems cooler than gino i don't know he felt so much more mario which i think is why like, like yeah. I do like him yeah. better too. Like he yeah. feels like he would fit right at home in a Paper Mario yeah. game. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah. You know, well, especially um, not to get too deep into it because this is 15 second spoilers for Mario Wonder. You go to the Flower Kingdom, like the Cloud Kingdom fits in with the Mushroom Kingdom. You yeah, know? like like a, that's very Nintendo. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I beat the game. It was fun, but sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very simple, very simple RPG, but it was a good time. Rob, any gaming news from you? What have you been playing? I've been playing Eternal Darkness, um, which is Such one of the coolest game. games I've ever played. Um, it's How like, anime is it? <laughs> it's not anime. <laughs> it's it's actually by a Western it's, studio. Yeah, it's American. It's, as fuck, a, bro. it's Silicon Knights. Um, Rest in peace. So it it's not like. It's weird because the ways in which it's scary are like different from any other game I've ever played. Um, because like, how so are you playing it? Are you emulating? I'm it? playing it on an actual GameCube. So I I picked oh, up a nice. copy of it, which cost way the fuck too much. There it is. Um, GameCube nice. gaming in general. Yeah, costs Amen. way too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does cost too much. Uh, fuck you to Wada. Thank you for turning the GameCube uh, marketplace into a nightmare. Uh, hey, but... talk, talk to me off stream if you want to find out how to never pay for GameCube games again and still play them on hardware. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know. I mean, like, I like to collect them. But but yeah, so like to, to like, what's really cool about this game is it has a sanity meter, which like other games have done. But when I've seen it in other games, it's just like you, your sanity goes down and like you die or whatever, you know, like it's essentially a second life meter. In Eternal Darkness, as your sanity meter decreases, the game starts going out of its way to mess with you. And it's so nice. creative in the ways that it messes with you that it like genuinely gets in your head. So like some of them like don't work on modern 
uh, TVs. So like, like, you know, like I'm playing mine through a capture card and it's outputting to my monitor. It was designed for CRT TVs. So one of the things it'll do um, when your sanity is low is it'll pop up like a little volume meter. You remember those volume meters that our TVs have with like the green <laughs> oh, bars? Yeah. And it'll like make it go ah. up and down. So you're like, wait, why is my volume changing? Um, that's cool. that's or, awesome. That is cool. Or, yeah. Or, yeah like, there's a lot of it'll, like there's it, a lot of fourth wall stuff too. Like yeah. the game will tell you like out of nowhere it'll be like to be continued and you're like wait what? Yeah, it'll do that. It'll fake a blue screen of death crash. Um, or yeah, or like it'll do other stuff in game. Like it'll tilt the camera so that you're playing at like a Dutch angle. Uh, yeah. Fuck yes! Oh yeah. man, I gotta get my hands. Or, I didn't uh, recommend this when I was asking for spooky games. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> this awesome. one is very, very, very hard to get a hold of. Yeah, I think well, I, I, mean, I would play it. I would emulate it, which we're going to so talk about I, in a minute. But. I actually, way back in the day, had tried to play it on an emulator. It did not run well. Yeah. On oh shit! Um, an emulator. No. Um, it, it, if you if. Look, it were Nintendo. If you're gonna see, send me a cease and desist. That's fine. Sony already has. Uh, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, but uh, look, if you're gonna try to emulate GameCube, in my opinion, the best way to do it is to buy a GameCube and put a means to play games off of an SD card on the actual GameCube hardware. It'll play 99.9% of the library without issue. Um, you know, and uh, you can play whatever you want. <laughs> Well, that's a really good transition to our topic. But Rob, do you have anything else to say about Eternal Darkness? Because um, it sounds like a it's a treat. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, like it'll it'll also do the weird stuff. Like you'll you'll go up to a door and you'll like go through the door, and then you'll like like you've been walking back and forth through these spaces. You kind of know like what's supposed to be on the other side, and you go in and it's like a completely different room. And you're like, what is happening? Why is this a different room now? And then you'll be like walking around for like. 20 seconds and then it'll just go and then you're back outside the door and your character goes this can't be happening to me because like they've just had a hallucination of walking through the door but you didn't realize it and then like it'll start like extending the amount of time that it does that to you for so you're like oh this only lasted 20 seconds last time so is this real this time and then it's like a minute later and you're like Fuck you, game! You got me again. Wait, wow! Um, I don't know if I want you to keep going because oh, I don't yeah, know if I want more. Yeah. All the spoiled for me because oh, this yeah, sounds like yeah. a game I would actually really enjoy to play. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll stop. But yeah, it's just it because there, there's other shit that it pulls too that like it genuinely it keeps getting me every time. I'm like, there's not another thing that you can do to get me. It's like, bet. Um, oh yeah. man, man, that sounds fun. Actually, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um. To, to give you some like other things, like not with it messing with you, um, it the combat system is really cool. I don't I don't think I've ever seen like a GameCube era game that had this, but you like actually have to target specific body parts on like the enemies you're fighting. Um, oh, like uh, Dead Space. Yeah. So it has like a Z targeting system. Um, so you like lock on and then like switch between the different parts and you need to like figure out which part of an enemy you're supposed to target. So that's pretty cool. Um, and the story is, is just like batshit, um, because so it, it's like a game where there's a, uh, the timeline is so weird. Cause you start as this character named Alex, who's like, she's in the modern, uh, era, like in modern times and her grandpa gets murdered. So she's investigating his mansion to like, try and figure out what happened to him. And 
starts finding these chapters that are describing all the way back to like ancient Roman times, this like giant Lovecraftian thing that's been unfolding on like earth over all of human history. So every time you find one of those chapters, you play as the character from that chapter and live out the events that they experienced. And then when you get to the end, you go back to her in the mansion and then have to find the next chapter. Um, Sold. I want to try this game. It's really cool. It's super underrated. Yeah, it really is. Like, there's definitely some wonky shit about it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but but like, it's also a game from 2002. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, um, well, that's going to springboard really nicely because our topic for this episode is physical media and gaming. And... If it's worth pursuing, well, just just that topic in general, because I realize this actually might be a little hampered with Rat not here, because I'm the only one who, oh, well, I'm the only one who doesn't really partake in the hobby of collecting physical media. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't look down on it, but I just don't do it. So I'm the only outsider, and it's three people who I think are pretty right, engaged. So with that, just with to that interject, hobby. I've been in Figgy's home physically and he's full of shit he has a very <laughs> lovely vinyl record collection oh. it's true it's which not, means again which means uh, you know you're you touch you touch into the you're in it i do but i see that that's the that's the difference between video games physical media to me and like music physical media is that with music um with if, whether it's vinyl or tape I, I, I don't know how deep in the weeds you want me to get on this but or cds deep, like Go deep. Or, Balls deep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, for people who are losers and, like, quote unquote audiophiles or whatever, there's a difference in, like, the character that each, like, different media brings to to music. So, like, due to, like, you know, the limitations of vinyl, a lot of times they had to, like, cut out some of, like, the uh, ultra low end and the ultra high end. So you end up with this kind of more mid focused sound that kind of sounds, quote unquote, warm to people. Um, CD is actually the highest quality you can get. It's actually the more so than a lot, unless you're doing flack on I, whatever. I, I don't want to get too in the weeds. Like tape has like, has a lot of like saturation and, and like, you know, and then like physical media, you also get all these like crackles and pops or like, or in, in the case of like tape, like you get like, you know, like little like artifacts that kind of give it a lived in feel, but I've never been attracted to it in video games because if you get, it's the same. Like th- there is no difference. So I'm I'm curious to hear like why y'all are into the hobby of physical media and video games. Um, I I I do think it's important from one perspective, but I, I'll stop talking for a little bit. Well, like, I would the say who like it. Talk. I would I would say um, you know, you you kind of said that like you know certain music is supposed to be listened in like certain ways kind of in a sense yeah sure um it sounds different in different ways yeah i i kind of i don't know when i play a game i like to play the way it was like intended to be played so i like using the original hardware i like using the original controller um because then because <laughs> then you don't run into issues like star fox 64 when you play it on the <laughs> switch and then you go oh the controls are terrible bye <laughs> <laughs> we need to put i not allow the word Star Fox to be said anymore Bullshit. on this podcast. <laughs> no. just gonna bleep out the word Star Fox, Star Fox. for every yeah. episode going forward. No, no, but, but I don't know. That's just like I've always liked to, um, 
you know, stay true to the way the game was supposed to be intended to be played. Um, and I do like collecting it too. Like, I don't know between that and like Pokemon cards, it's like the only two things I yeah. actually like collect. Um, it's nice to have a little shelf of video games like Zach does in his background. Yeah. Maybe Rob, I can't tell. Collecting Pokemon, my newfound addiction to Pokemon cards has awakened a collector's like mm-hmm. heart in me that mm-hmm. like makes me sympathize much more with the hobby than I did before. Where just owning a thing is precious or whatever. I yeah, like I like looking more. at my shelf of all yeah. these games I have with all the original yeah. Yeah. manuals no, with like the artwork and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm big into all that. Like uh, Does, like the box art. It's like it's all cool totally. to look at. Yeah, there's definitely like an aesthetic purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's a big appeal is it just looks cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, a girl's going to come into my office and be like, what the fuck is this? But like most people that are in the hobby are like, oh, that's just kind of cool to look at. Like you can see generations of games. Like I don't even have all my stuff on display. You know, I just have two shelves filled with movies and video games and consoles and whatnot. Um, But besides that, um, it kind of goes, well, like it goes back to like my main thing, why I like physical is boiled down into two points and it's access and preservation. Um, Preservation is a huge thing I was going to mention later. Just to give like a recent example, Nintendo shut down the uh, eShop for the Wii U and the 3DS. Um, in North America, there was about 2,000 games that were on the eShop. Um, uh, about 1,000, 1,100-ish are only available on that shop. They do not have a physical release. Um, I don't have a comprehensive breakdown of, like, were these on other platforms? Was this exclusive to Nintendo? Um, can you buy this game on Steam? But even if that's the case that they're on other platforms, you know, they're, you know, say you only had a 3DS or a Wii U um, between the two, there's nearly 1100 games that you cannot buy. Like there's, you're not going to be able to buy them. Some of them you may never be able to buy again. Um, on the Wii U eShop, there were about a hundred games that were on the Wii shop that had a physical release um compared to you know like so there's like 700 ish games the majority of them did not have any kind of physical release um you if you bought them like yeah you'll have access but for how long you know like there's no statement like how long are those servers going to be available and this isn't i'm not trying to dog on nintendo like sony and no, xbox do it. they're like, assholes they, about this like, like they, they do the same thing but nintendo's the most prolific like for example between the 3ds and the wii u they had a 530 virtual console games that you could purchase. The Switch um, is missing 335 of those. So, like, they're not bringing things over, but these are things that you paid money for. Like, you you weren't given these things on the eShop for, um, you know, the eShop virtual console on 3DS, Wii, Wii U. You paid money for these objects, um, which is why, you know, again, Nintendo, sue me, I don't give a shit. I've paid for no Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> like, uh, well, hey, you say that, but I got sued from Twitch. So, um, yeah, but that was—I mean, that was <laughs> because you had access to a game that was like intellectual property that you weren't supposed to have. That no, wasn't no my fault, though, and that's what the lawyers—the lawyers all agreed to it. Again, story <laughs> no. for another time. Um, but uh, um, 
but it's like I've paid for Super Mario Brothers on the NES, the Super Nintendo for via All Stars. I've paid for it numerous times. I don't give a fuck. I'm pirating that game. Like yeah, totally. I, you've gotten you've gotten so much money from me from that game, and you are the ones like and obviously like it's available. Like it's a bad example, but it's just it's a game that you can everybody knows what it is. Like if it was not available on the Switch, I would have no qualms whatsoever. Um, you're not making it easy to get. It's like it goes back to why do people pirate? And it's usually it's not because they're cheap. It's because it's an access problem. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, a game like Eternal Darkness, like I would love to go play that game. But if I want to buy a physical copy, there weren't that many made. It was it's a 21 year old game on a system that did not sell very well uh, from a publisher that no longer exists. That's and it's an IP that's in rights hell. So even if Nintendo, for whatever reason, decided, hey, Let's do a one-to-one GameCube library. Um, they can't do it because there's nobody to go to to license that game. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it's such a problem with video games specifically. Like every other art form, and I think it's because video games were just largely originally seen as like toys for kids for mm-hmm. so long, and oh, it sure. took a while for them to kind of be. Oh, that's definitely. Well, I mean, that's a also component. being pretty charitable. It's also just straight up greed. But like, yeah, like other like you know, you look at film and you look at music and you look at well, like even and then. It's I think it just boils down to the heads of the entertainment industry are too out of it. Like, you know, you're seeing it now with streaming, like actors don't get residuals from streaming, like the cast of Friends, you know, rest in peace, Matt Perry. Uh, oh, yeah. This is being recorded the day after he died. That's, um, that was wild you know, news. they never saw a dime from Netflix streaming Friends. And there's an argument in there. Should they? Should they not? But, you know, when the contract was originally drafted, they were told these will be what your residuals are from reruns. Uh, And the industry has changed now that everything's streaming, you know, now, like that's what the right that's what the actors strikes over. Like a key component is residuals from streaming. Um, And you see a similar thing like with music. Um, Now that streaming music is a thing, contracts had to be reworked. And just for whatever reason, like video games, even though it's like the tech industry and you know there is a ton of smart people in the industry the smart people make the games they're not the pub they're not running the publishing studios you know the bobby codex of the world don't give a fuck they just want their golden parachute their 103 foot yacht um and you'll see that with um you know when as we switch from physical to digital games like Mm -hmm. things like preservation are going to be secondary things like access aren't going to matter um they're just uh, and that's why when we really get into like when we really get into it, that's why I'm not supportive of things like Game Pass. Hmm. Right. Well, so but with, go ahead. No, go ahead. Rob. Yeah, I was going to say one thing, too, with like the shift into the modern era of gaming is like now, even if you buy physical, the preservation aspect is kind of hurt because no yeah. one no one actually gives you the full game nowadays. Mm-mm. When is the There's last time you bought a game? And... Yeah. And there wasn't a day one patch. So like. For now, the physical games are are still like playable, but you know, like fifty years from now, I can if I had you know like maybe I buy a retro switch fifty years from now when I pop in my copy of Mario Wonder, like it's gonna run, but like it's not gonna be what the full game was because the full game has a day one patch and will probably have patches in the future after that. Um, yeah, well, it's like a good example of that. The game Anthem um, is was I don't I one I don't know if it's even playable anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go and buy like the physical disc, 
uh, and put it in your console, like nothing's going to happen. Um, like there's a physical disc that you can't do anything with because the game was so fundamentally changed. Um, you know, obviously it's an online, I'm pretty sure it's an online only game. Um, I never played it, but I know it's one of the titles that gets touted around as like, this is why, you know, like the digital online specter, like this is one of the dark sides of having online games is that there's been so many updates, so many patches, um, that it's literally unplayable if you have a copy of the disc. Right. Well, I mean, my uh, my whole thing is more from a historical preservation mm-hmm. perspective, which I think is so important, which is that so many of gaming history is just unplayable. Like, yeah, I was thinking specifically, like, you know, like there's no it's very rare where there's a piece of music that you can't get your hands on if it was recorded mm-hmm. in the past right. 100 years. Like and, and more importantly, the masters for those music like are like safely guarded <laughs> like yeah. um like abbey road like protects their masters and stuff mm-hmm. like somewhere out there right. are the masters to the beetle recordings and right. um especially it, it, like especially now with like the modern perspective like we'll probably never have lost music or movies again like there's a right. ton of movies that um are lost to history there's a ton of behind the scenes footage that's lost to history like one that hurts my soul the most is the director's cut of Event Horizon. Um, They made that movie when it was originally cut, received an X rating, and they had to cut like 20 minutes out of this movie just to get it out. And in the 90s, even, it was just like, well, we don't care about this. Like, you know, DVDs were right around the corner with loaded with special features like deleted scenes and whatnot. But like the deleted footage ended up being put in a salt mine and it's um, unwatchable. Like they found it. They tried to look at it. Yeah, because it's dry. There's no humidity in a salt mine. So it was thought that if you stored film in a salt mine, it would preserve it to some extent. Um, But the film ends up being damaged and um, there's no digital masters. There's no backups like this was the film and we'll never get to see that footage. The only thing that exists are some stills uh, of it. Yeah. And so. I mean, I don't know, like, thank God for, like, I mean, like, it, it, I'm generally so, like, pro, like, paying for, like, art and paying for things that you get, but, I mean, these video game, I, video game companies are just an example of, like, where, I, I mean, they get what's coming to them. If they're, if they're going to be so, <laughs> if they're going to be such assholes about preserving, like, important history, artistic history, then, like, right. fuck them. I'm going to emulate it. Like, I, I just I don't know. care. 100%. Like, I, I do not like, feel... Go ahead, Steve. Well, I was just saying, I, I know like when the Wii U shop and the 3DS shop sh- shut down, a lot of people are just like, well, fuck it. I'll just jailbreak my 3DS and Wii U and I'll have everything now. Which goes back to pr- piracy is not a money problem. It's an access problem. Right, exactly. And I like, just, and so. But it's not just know. the video game industry. Like there's tons of movies that never made it off of VHS. Like there's right. so many movies that never made the leap to DVD. And there's movies on DVD that never made the leap to Blu-ray. Um, and there's a ton of movies that never got a digital release. Like there are, you know, I'm not going to pull up a list, but like there's a lot of like movies you would never suspect. Like um, the the biggest one I can think of off the top of my head is George Romero's 1977's Dawn of the Dead. One of the hardest movies oh, wow. that you can try <laughs> to watch. And that's you'd be like, that's a movie that's hard to find. Yeah, that's like weird. I have a copy of it on DVD from like 2004 that's worth hundreds of dollars just because of access issues. 
Right. And and the thing is, is that once you get down to the level of like a lot of these older games, you're, you're not even supporting the artist anymore. If you buy yeah. them, you're, su- you're yeah. supporting some collector, yeah. uh, which is fine. But, like, yeah. Right. Like yeah, Ninte- if I go sell my Nintendo collection, Nintendo doesn't see a dime of it. Yeah. But g- going back to. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a symptom of a larger problem of these companies only caring about essentially bottom line and not preserving which you can do both like i'll pay for these like older yeah i'll pay for these for these games just let let yeah, me 100 percent. let me pay just for give me games. a give me a storefront like 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 with yeah. nintendo and sony um like there's an argument to be made from like the ps1 era onward like where you can run into a lot of issues like if you had licensed music like that's why some games may not have you may have access issues like notoriously when they did the remakes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, 1 uh, and 2, like some of the music was an issue to get the rights to. And just, I would say, re-release it without it. But like, there is no reason why a first-party Nintendo game should not have access uh, on the Switch. None. Whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Like, you I made mean, it all in-house with your own price studio. if you want to. You can be as predatory as you want. Just don't make <laughs> it impossible. Like... Which, I mean, Nintendo will do. Like, Nintendo... Uh, I was watching the Donkey video on Mar- <laughs> Super Mario Wonder, and it's like, the Super Mario Wii U is still $60? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. you. Well, at least it's available. $60 yeah, where? On the eShop. Like, or, the, like the you... Switch port of it is still a full $60 oh, game. They, sw- they, sw- they yeah. ported it. I was, that's what I was I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure... Yeah. Who's the... buying that game? I forgot they ported it. Never mind. You know, not to bring yeah. it back, but I think Star Fox is one of the few games oh. that's not been ported from the Wii U to the Switch. Like, the list of first-party <laughs> Nintendo that wasn't taken from the Wii U to the Switch is very, very small. Yeah. Star Fox is on the Switch. I, I think he's talking Switch. about the the Wii U one. Uh, Star Fox Zero. Star Fox Zero. Oh, oh never gotcha. mind. Never mind. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, we don't, yeah, talk, so, about sorry, we don't talk about been, that game. Uh, <laughs> do y'all do, do y'all all play on the CRTV? Um, out of I want to, no. um, but I'm looking for a very very specific CRT TV, and people know what it is, and they know what they got. Uh, hmm. I I have a very 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 tiny one. That I never use, <laughs> but I have comically one. Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably the size of my laptop screen. Mm, um, okay, so it, it's I never used it. The only time I used it somewhat recently was when I bought a a Rob robot guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From yeah, no Rob. Yeah, no, yeah. From not, Smash not Super Captain, Captain, but yeah. Um, so I have one of those. Super Lieutenant Rob. Yeah, and um, he doesn't work on HD TVs. Oh, so you, yeah. need, you need a CRTV, I mean, like, and that's the same thing with Duck though, Hunt too. Duck Hunt, yep. I have like the original Duck Hunt on NES as well, and that also doesn't work on all of the like um, old iterations of light gun games. You have yeah. to have a CRT TV for. So there is a thing you can buy now, but it's not cheap. That'll let you do light gun games on mm. LCD monitors, but oh. again. You know, it's like you have to be in the know. Like, this isn't something you're going to just the layman's going to be like, oh, yeah, I can make this happen. But there are things you can buy to make it to make it work. But they're, well, it, you know, it's silly. It's not worth it. I'm yeah. not sitting there playing right. Rob every day. There's I'm like, there's really how many <laughs> how many light gun games are going to be up for discussion as a goat? Yeah, right. I, yeah, I usually just do the, what Zach does. I have the retro tink as well, and I just plugs into my HDTV and then I just play off of that. 
Does the retro tank simulate? I'm sorry, I was looking up the prices of consoles when you were talking. Does it does it emulate like um uh, scan lines? I think it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd love to get have, one, but they're expensive. So like, um, the one I have is like the Ferrari. Like it's of like uh, um, I have a cheaper. What the hell model. do they? I have the two. You have like last couple yeah, times have... I've looked, they're not selling the cheaper models right now. At least like the last no. couple times I've checked. So you like have to buy the expensive one now if you want. But it. um, they do have a parts list if you want to build it yourself, and you mm. can get the software. Um, like you can you can make it yourself. Um, Mike, oh, this Chisa. isn't as crazy expensive as I thought. I thought it was gonna be like thousands of dollars. No, 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 no the one uh, the yeah, one that's coming out, but... they have one coming out that's in development right now. Um, that's going to do 4K, and it's probably going to be seven or eight hundred dollars when it hits market initially. Um, but nobody really knows. Um, um, I know that. Uh, like I talked to a lot of people that are in the in this scene in particular. Um, and they're all just like, yeah, plan on plan on eight hundred and hope for the best. Yeah. And if the, if there's only like specific generations of games you want to play, the other thing you can consider is some of the like clone consoles, which are actually legal. Um, so, you know, yeah. like the Hyperkin consoles um, where you put a real cartridge into it, you can put a real controller into it. But the console oh, yeah. itself is like not an official product. Um, right. It just like there's ones like what was it? The. I've no, got one of my like, so I have a Famicom and then I have a retro duo, but I don't have an actual SNES. So anytime I play SNES games, if it's not a Japanese one that I can play on the Famicom, then I bust out that like retro duo. And honestly, like it works great. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, some of these things work better than the original hardware. Yeah. Cheaper too. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, and they're cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, like especially when you want to play stuff like the NES, like it's it's you can make a NES game run on a TI-89 calculator. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of hardware being there driven there. But what you have to remember is like changes in hardware manufacturing from 1983, 85 ish to now, like they're not using lead solder. They're using better components, higher quality components. Manufacturing's a lot tighter. And like, yeah, some things won't feel right. Like the controllers sometimes feel a little goofy, but more often than not, the clone consoles let you use the original controllers. So yep. it's, it's a moot point. Um, but like from playing the games, like the um, like um, a big problem with the original version of the NES was that, um, you know, when you plug the, the cartridges, it's a stupid design, like the whole push the cartridge in, push it down. Um, the connector sucks and that problem's gone. Um, like there's a lot of fixes you can do on an original NES to make um, to make it work better. But these come out of the box that way. You don't have to turn a screwdriver. You don't have to have a soldering iron. Yes, Figgy, you sound like you want to say something. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Uh, I feel like we may have gotten a little bit lost in the weeds for <laughs> podcast yeah it could definitely be just talking about like i've checked out like 15 minutes ago y'all talking about like random like specific hardware that works better than others um uh going back yeah to uh, is there i mean we can also just like wrap it up and you guys can nerd out on specifics for a while but is there (laughs) anything else we want to say philosophically about like why physical media is important to y'all or has everyone kind of like yeah yeah said their piece um, well, I mean, it just boils back to just having access to the games like, you know, 
it, it's it's an inevitability. The next generation of consoles are they're not going to have physical games. Like we are in the last we are in the last bastion of physical gaming. Um, if you can trust patents, the next version of the Xbox will not have a disc drive. Um, Sony will Sony's doing something kind of cool with the PS5. I don't know if you've looked at the PS5 Slim, but um, the PS5 Slim you can buy it digital or um, with a disc drive, and if you buy the digital version. Though they will sell the disc drive separately and you can add it to the console. If oh, that's you want awesome. To. Um, but the next version of the Xbox is not going to have a disc drive. It's going to be all digital. Um, now that they own Activision, um, they are going to push forward with digital only. Like you will not own anything. You will lease it. You will like it. Um, you know, they are going to have a vast library of rotating games on Game Pass. Um, and I'm worried. Um I'm worried about what that means for the consumer. Um, But the writing's on the wall, like without a doubt, Rob and I are in the extreme minority. The vast majority of game sales today are digital. Um, Even when you don't factor in PC, like when you look at console only, it's like 65 to 70%, depending on the console, their sales are digital, Um, you know, and it's convenience, you know, there's, it's very convenient when you're sitting on your couch and you have your switch in your hand and the new Pokemon game came, came out. Uh, do you want to get up and go to the store where they may not have it, or you may have to interact with, you know, other people that you may not want to interact with. I got lots of GameStop stories for another time. <laughs> um, you know, they, you run the risk of not finding the game. You know, you could go to GameStop, Walmart, Best Buy and not find the game. Um, Best Buy is getting rid of games physical games they are not going to carry physical uh media anymore um i don't I heard know that was the just movies tables. it's just oh, Funko no, it's Pops now i'm uh, sure <laughs> it's 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 going to be games uh walmart's not going to carry uh xbox games anymore um because nobody buys xbox games because of game pass like it's just as you look at the industry they're being phased out gamestop's not going to be around in 10 years unless they pivot to like being a retro game store um they're going to have to it just seems like such an untapped market. It just seems like there's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just I hang around like nerdy friends who care about this <laughs> sort of thing, but it seems like there's a huge demand for physical media. And there is, it just seems, huge, weird. It so seems weird that none of these companies are, there's like, a huge demand this for, demand. well, it's like there's a huge demand for physical media amongst a niche amount yeah. of consumers where like, I guess so, yeah. when and you would, do the, I would oh, say, ahead, too, like you're talking to people who are our age, you know, like we yeah. grew up with physical media and like the feeling of of like a game in your hands is really nostalgic. You know, like how many people like, how, I feel like every single one of us knows this feeling of like when you were a kid and you'd like talk your parents into taking you to go to the game store and you'd like get the game and you'd, like sitting mm-hmm. in the back of the car and just like excitedly reading the manual. And they don't even yep. with physical releases, they do very rarely there's, there's see no a manual, manual anymore. anymore. There's no manual. Um, no, yeah. At best, you'll get like a slip that's an advertisement for other other games from that game. publisher yeah. yeah and maybe a dlc code but there's no manuals yeah, like but- on the switch like there's a neat solution where the manuals are built into the games if they choose to do that yeah but you know you but you know rob's right you're talking to a generation of people that that was the, that was part of the experience like yeah. it was yeah. holding the game smelling the cardboard like i believe i mentioned it in the ocarina of time episode like being so hyped up that I'm holding the game, reading the manual. Yeah. Like we would take the manuals to school. Like we would go yeah. and like, you know, you would show up. Um, 
we would bring strategy guides, magazines, manuals. And at the lunch table, we would sit there and lord over these things. Like I remember being in elementary school and we would look at the Super Mario RPG strategy guide or the Legend of Zelda strategy guide just for the art and like the yeah. little snippets like they used to hide snippets of lore in these things like. Um, you know, like in the Mario Brothers manual, the story is in the manual. Like everyone's like, oh, it's Mario Brothers. There's no story. It's like there's literally like three paragraphs that outline what's going on. Um, and there was like int- there was useful information. Like how many of you knew that um, in the original Mario, if you held uh, if you held B and then press start, you would go back to the original world that you died in. Like say you made it to World 7 in Mario Brothers and you got a game over. If you held B and press start, I think that's what it is. I'm going off the top of my head. There's a button combination that you could press and you would start at world seven. You didn't have to start at one, one. Ah. And that was in the manual. Sounds like safe's coming to me. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I play it the way intended to be played. I like to get fucked by my games. Anyway, uh, That game, even, even with that, that game is hard as hell. I beat right, that earlier this now. year. And that was like, that game that game and Undertale Sands Fighter like the two hardest games that I beat this year for sure and definitely yeah. like top 10 even whole gaming career um um but like but then I look at like my nieces and nephews that play games they don't own physical games yeah like they'll have a yeah. switch that's loaded with digital games they'll have an iPad whatever tablet that has digital games on it like they're they have a completely different experience compared to what we had. Yeah. Um. And there's a shift where you know they they don't care. They they just want access. They don't want to wait. They don't want to go to the store. They just want to hit a button, play the game. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like there's something to say for convenience. Like mm-hmm. like I don't. I, if you want to buy digital games, like I'm not gonna begrudge you for it. You know that's well, what you like. Also, you know? it, it, they do come with their own advantages. Like you don't have to worry about first of all compatibility issues. You don't have to worry about like the, the. the I remember my uh, my ex girlfriend when I was my, when I was in <laughs> high school. I lent her Final Fantasy Seven, mm-hmm. um, and her oh. her little sister <laughs> stepped on my Final Fantasy Seven um, right. uh, box <laughs> yeah. and destroyed like the discs. Yeah. And, uh. Oh, so yeah. Bad. No, like there's uh, like yeah, you know, the, yeah, yeah, that's the, there's advantages to both. I no, just like, wish that they like would the, offer both. I don't know why. Yeah, well, uh, cost shareholders, uh, like, places it's like, it's to sell tiny it. Discs of plastic. It doesn't the cost. Yeah, but, I, I so don't here's, believe. Okay, so here's here's why. Let's use Super Mario Wonder as an example. Uh, Super Mario Wonder is a, I believe it's a sixty dollar game. Um, if you sell, if Nintendo sells it on their digital platform. They get $60. If they sell that game through a retailer, the retailer gets a $10 cut. Yeah. I know. And well, then there's the manufacturing, cost of manufacturing cost. it. Yeah. And the cost of shipping, the logistics. Right. The so they cost make like $40 of the bitterant that they put on the cartridge. Right. <laughs> the, wait, what did you I say? said the cost of the bitterant that they put on the cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any Switch cartridges, Figgy? Go, put one, go lick one have right now. Have you never now. seen me lick a Switch cartridge? Oh. No. I tricked Ashley into doing it with Super Mario Wonder, and I thought she was going to kill me. It's one of my like, redeems that people can redeem that I have to lick a Switch cartridge. And it's sort of funny, like some of them taste like they all taste bad. It tastes like poison, but like some of yeah, them like are a, way worse. 
There's like just the non-functional plastic casing part, like the yeah, like, like the, the, the yeah, like the yeah. the cartridge itself. The cartridge, like, so huh. yeah. The idea being like, if a toddler put it in their mouth, they They'll would spit it out. Yeah, because gotcha. like it's a choking hazard. It just yep. like you put it in your mouth and be like, but I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, um, good on Nintendo. <laughs> right, um, but like like there are um, getting back to what you were saying, like about like the advantages. Like, there's definitely a huge advantage in like just you know, it's a digital copy. Um, you know, you you can't break it, you know, um, in a modern ecosystem, everything's tied to an account. The downside is like, uh, which has happened on Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, all of them is you get that account banned, you lose thousands of dollars in purchases with no way of redeeming them. Um, right. And I, more- I, think, I think if they just, str- if they just made it like, okay, the digital version of the game is going to be 60 or 70 or whatever we're at with prices. And then like, we're also going to release the physical version. It's fifteen, ten dollars more. I think that there would be a market. Then nobody for that. would I buy it. But then nobody would but buy it. I don't think that's true. You guys would buy it. Like I all wouldn't. three of you. Like I would. I wouldn't. I would still wait for a sale. Like I would wait for a sale. Like I'm not going to pay fifteen dollars more for the exact same product. I barely buy games at full price anymore. Anyways, for seventy I might. But like I'm a lunatic, so. Right. I yeah. only buy seventy dollar games if they're really like. I feel like they're worth it. I feel like they're worth. It. Like I bought God sure, of War yeah. Ragnarok for seventy dollars. Like I felt like that was worth it. Did you beat yeah. that yet? No, but I've, I don't think know, I, I don't think I've played it since the last time we talked about it. It's very good. <laughs> I know like, I've got to get there. I got to get there. I know. I know. But that leads to like another drawback of digital only is they don't go on sale. Like physical games, like stores will they'll yeah. put them on clearance to get them off the shelves. I mean, digital well, games do go do. on sale just constantly. Nint- Nintendo doesn't put them on sale. Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo is just Sony inter- and Microsoft. Awful. Like they they very rarely will put new games on sale. You have to wait four or five years for a decent sale. Like they have those markets locked down, and they're they're not a free market. You know, like they don't have any competition. Um, like third party games, like they that publisher might decide to do a sale, but you know, if you're locked into first party, you know, they have no incentive in an all digital marketplace to ever drop the price. Right. The exclusives don't, but like the vast which is like majority some of what PlayStation gonna, games on sale. Maybe yeah. but not they're not much. But, it's kind yeah. of just basically no, like what those, Nintendo it's, does. It's almost but like it's almost insulting. Like like I will Nintendo take is insulting. Off. I think especially Nintendo is just like you, like yeah, just and like, Xbox. They don't have any games, so hey oh yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah I, mean, I mean, you know, we gotta buy publishers to get games over there. I think for me, with like collecting, I honestly don't know that I would argue that there's any advantage to physical media. For me, it's just like an emotional. No, if thing. anything, it's, yeah, it's um, an there's more thing. disadvantages. Like a famous example I can think of, like because I don't want to dog on digital. Like you know, like there are a lot of advantages just in terms of what you can do with the game itself. Yeah. Um, like think about a title like Metal Gear Solid Four. Metal Gear Solid Four was only a PlayStation Three exclusive because it had a Blu-ray disc drive, and that it would have taken so many discs. Like it would have been an eight DVD game to put it on Xbox. And that was after they compressed everything. Like it would have had a right. completely different audio profile. Um, just the amount of work it would have taken to make it even kind of fun to play would have been, they just decided it wasn't even worth it to try. 
Um, and that's one of the reasons why like Metal Gear Solid Four is kind of hard to find. I love that. I mean, game. I think that's gonna I think that's gonna change now yeah, um, with the collections that are coming out, which is good. It, yeah. Um, but in an all digital market, that's no longer a consideration. You have to worry about physical media size. It's just the downloads, the download, and delete it when you're done. Right. You know, you're not, and that opens up the door for things like uncompressed audio options, uncompressed video options. Um, it's just boiling down to a matter of um, time that it takes to yeah. download and having capacity on your device. I do want to also talk about the that game. too, because like I, I hate that. I hate like download sizes and files mm. and stuff like sure. that. And, and like you got to manage. I mean, I know like it's you run into the same issues with physical too. Yeah. Um, actually, I just ran into that issue the other day. I put Spider-Man in at like midnight. Like, okay, I'm going to do all these downloads and crap overnight and i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna play it for like an hour because i only have like an hour because i had something else i had to do so i did all the downloads and everything overnight i turned my playstation on ready to play the game i click on the game and it's like oh well now you have to copy the file onto the system it's just like that was like another hour long it's like are you kidding me like just kill me it's like why did i I buy the disc (laughs) you know like yeah uh right yeah because it's just Uh, like the same thing that's and that's another thing um that I like about the switch cartridges is you pop them in and there's maybe a two minute update, but then you're playing it right away. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're also, you know, like a switch cartridge is, I think the biggest ones might be 32 gigabytes where the smallest PS five disc is like 50. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I understand that, but I don't care. It's convenient. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> You know, like there's, it's just it, regardless. Like the the future is digital. It's a, the monkeys out of the bo- the cage. Like we're not putting that genie back in the bottle. Um, it is just an inevitability. And you know, Microsoft is going to be the one that they, like you know, famously like during the PS4 Xbox One era, like they came out and said internet required, digital only. Even the discs would have licenses. You have to have the camera. There was all like the I, I don't know if you followed the followed the memes but like there's a famous meme about the verification can like you had to drink a can of mountain dew to play halo (laughs) um (laughs) but like those ideas never left they just decided to put them in a prettier coat of paint Hmm. i wonder if they're gonna get bounced back again though if that happens and then i wonder playstation who's who's gonna Who's going to push back? Like most well, of the PlayStation does a, what they did with the, the PS4. Gamers. Yeah, PlayStation does the same <laughs> thing where they're just like, all right, you do your wacky ideas and we'll just keep doing with what people like. Yeah, we'll just keep sucking less. Then so, but here's the they're thing. They're going to get bounced back. I mean, I mean, Xbox is already in last. They've been in last yeah, forever. But that's if they're going to do some radical not- idea that people aren't going to like, that's not going to go over well. So here's why they're buying publishers and not studios. Because inevitably, Call of Duty's not going to be on PlayStation. Yeah, Call of Duty's not going to be on Nintendo, and Call of Duty's the most successful franchise in the modern era. Yeah, like people are going to gravitate towards what like Microsoft has enough money that if they decide that that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I love how like I don't know. I feel like more so now than like ever before. The different consoles are kind of like truly staking, like hmm. planting their flag in the different like, right. like what they are. Yeah. Like Nintendo's like you do whatever you want. We don't care. We're off and doing our own thing and we're kicking your asses doing it. Right. So you have like Nintendo that's like squarely like we are cute. 
We are adorable. We are nostalgic, and we do. And like we fun do not game need mechanics. you, and we do not need yeah. your games. And you yeah. even have PlayStation, who's like, we are prestige film. Like right. we are, like you know, we're we're like we're eight twenty four with uh, yeah. we're eight twenty four with billions of dollars. And then you have like Microsoft that's just like embracing, like yeah, we're basically Nickelback of <laughs> gaming. Like, we're just, we're just like, like we can't beat Nickelback, you, but we dude. can buy you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're just like straight soulless, like yeah, just cash grabbing. We don't even care anymore right but like we're, like, we're taking off the mask of ever yeah. pretending like we care <laughs> but like you know uh phil spencer has notoriously said multiple times that he does not view sony or nintendo as their competition their long-term goals are they view amazon and google as their competition because sure, they're yeah. going to push for you know a subscription-based cloud-based app like i'm telling yeah. you like in 10-ish years, there will not be an Xbox that you buy. It'll just be an app that go that comes on every Apple TV. It'll come on every smart TV. It'll come on every tablet, every phone. And potentially, you may see it on PlayStation and Nintendo, where you are not buying hardware. Because that's where Microsoft continues to lose in the market. Like when you look at the profit and loss like their software and their subscription services, they make bank, but they lose billions on the hardware. So, you know, somebody was smart enough to say, what if we just remove hardware from the equation? And that's what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Like, I believe that they'll have one more generation of Xbox consoles. But by that point, you're going to see that, hey, we don't need consoles anymore. We can just do everything off Asia. Um, and you're going to see like everything's going to be a subscription you're going to pay hundreds of dollars a year for it, but you're going to have access to everything. You're going to just stream it. You'll have a controller. I mean, shit, they could put the thing in the controller and just have it come with a dongle. You plug into your TV, sort of like a fire stick, because you just need to get access to their platform. You're not going to need the physical hardware to run the games. And that's their end game is that we don't want to sell you a console. We want to sell you a service. Right. Which I, I don't know. I just don't know if they, I mean, the Xbox game, what's it? Game Pass is is like doing really, really well. So I mean, that might actually be the future. I, I'd like to be hopeful that I don't know. But on the other hand, like I don't know, ex exclusivity is kind of bullshit anyway. I don't know. Like maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing if like if if, if the exclusivity of PlayStation and Nintendo and Xbox kind of dissolves and you're able to just play games i don't know I, but then like, so you, there's you, arguments on both sides i'm in the camp that exclusives are good for the reason that exclusives fosters like look, competition well it fosters competition but it also you get to see what your hardware is capable of like yeah. the last of us part two is a product of competition and you know you can have whatever opinion you want on the story, but from a technical perspective, The Last of Us Part Two is, great, is yeah. a fantastic game to look at, and it was done on PS4 hardware. Like Spider Man, that is a product of Sony trying to one up God Microsoft. Yeah, you know, like they're trying to compete. They're trying to show, like, hey, you know, yeah, Microsoft might have a slightly better CPU, slightly better GPU but they cannot compete with us as far as uh, read write speed on a hard drive, which may sound silly to you do the fast travel in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like that sure. shit's insane. You click a button and you, it zooms out or ratchet you, and clank, you know, you fly in right. Like ratchet and clank is a game that could only be made on the PS five, you know, yeah. like the way it was built, um, you know um, and I think exclusives are good. 
Um, what I don't like is the conglomerization of studios and publishers. Like, I think like the way Sony used to do it was good. The way Nintendo does it is really good. The way uh, Xbox does it, I think, is bad. Um, you know, but the way Sony does it now is also bad. Um, like, I don't think you need to own 50 studios in house. Like, just have five or 10 studios and let, you know, invest your resources into those and let them take your hardware to like a level that a third party can't because, you know, they're beholden to everything else. Um, you know, it, it's a thing where, you know, like if you're going to put a game on all three, it has to run on the switch and that's going to hamper what you can and can't do if you want a pretty, um, equal experience on all the hardware. Um, but you know we're we're getting off track again, so <laughs> no, that's all right. I mean, I think we've covered. I mean, is there anything else anybody has to say about this, like the whole physical versus digital? I think there's been some. One thing I just wanted good. to throw in real quick is like these services yeah. that you're paying for. It's like I mean, it's going. It's all across the board. Netflix, even like whatever, but like all of these prices are going up, and it's starting to like worry oh, yeah. me yeah. that like you know no, how then, how stupid high are we gonna go here because. You know, even like Whoever Netflix, like Netflix tolerate. did that like lockdown thing with like their passwords and people were like mm-hmm. all bitching like, oh, I'm done with Netflix or whatever. Their subscription numbers went up after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, because yeah, I mean, and, and then they started charging logical. more and they still went up. And it's like, yeah. OK, I mean, it's like, totally logical, though, like, you know, say, you know, we're going to use stupid, simple numbers. Um, you know, say you have 100 people that have a Netflix subscription or, or that have access to Netflix and 50% of them are sharing somebody else's account. So in reality, you only have 50 subscribers, but half of the 50 that were stealing somebody's stuff, you know, they were like, well, I really like this service, so I'm going to pay for it. So now you have 75 subscribers instead right. of 50, it's like, 100. You know, um, you know, it's just the that's the reality of the situation was the subscriber count was always going to go up. The only op- the only thing they were losing were on people that were mooching the service. So it's actually a net gain for Netflix because they have the potential to get more subscribers and it's less strain on their uh, servers. It's a sad world where, I mean, the unfortunate truth, and this is a bummer to leave the episode on, but just that like <laughs> so few people actually engage with things based on principle. Like so few yeah. things. Yeah. Right. Like, well, so it's few, convenience. It, 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 if people are put, if these companies are putting out things that people find entertaining or that, or that people find value in, they're not going to not buy them. Like that's the sad reality. Like, well, Netflix yeah. is a great example. Like, 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 oh, so, screw them. What, what, like, oh, they're so like greedy. But then it's like, well, but yeah, but the Stranger Things. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta well, see how Stranger Things ends. Well, and like yeah, with yeah. Netflix, a lot of the like, you know, like I used to have Netflix and I stopped subscribing, but it wasn't because of that thing. It was just because like they lost so much of their good content. Right, um, because everybody had to make a streaming app, you yeah. know. Now, and it's like you know, every network and movie studio has their own app, and they don't want to license out their content because they would rather you pay them seven bucks a month than you know collect licensing fees and have you go to a different platform. Well, yeah, that's what but, I'm wondering is going to be happening with gaming. Yeah, it's that's like what I was going to say. Is like with, with Xbox, is. like yeah. right now, like they're the big offering of like that game, the Game Pass service or whatever. But how long before you know, like I guess like they bought it Bethesda, so maybe they couldn't do this now. But, you know, like there would have been a time where Bethesda could have said, oh, well, we were licensing our games to Game Pass, but we're just going to make Bethesda pass now, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, so, and like yeah. Game hey, Pass, but- like 
they jacked the prices up, I think, this year or last year or something. Like, those prices and are keep going doing up. It. And PlayStation just jacked up their prices, too. Like, I remember back on PS3, that used to be, like, their thing was, like, hey, you're paying for online on Xbox? Well, that's stupid. Just come over on PS3 where <laughs> everything's free. And then they started charging, and now they're jacking up prices even more. It's just, like, where is this going to end, you know? And, like, Nintendo, too, they used to do the same thing where, like, you know, they had free internet, too, but now... We've all just accepted now that you have to yeah, pay. Yeah, now they're paying, for... and it's just like, man, I just, you know... I feel like this yeah, is just, just the beginning. The, uh, like, the sad reality is that, you know, this is a product of capitalism. I'm not going to go on a rant, but, like, this just boils down to fiduciary responsibility. You know, Sony could only have offered no uh, fee for online for so long before the writing's on the wall that, hey... You know, Microsoft's making a hundred million a year in revenue off of Xbox Live Gold. Why are we not doing that? You are not doing your duty to the shareholders. Well, you they have did to it. Do this. They did it at the perfect time too. They did it on the PS4 when Xbox. Like they did. They announced that like the day after Xbox was like, oh, you have to be online you have to have the camera plugged in and you know you have to you know right. do all this stuff like, or whatever hey, and sony's like well you don't have to do anything for that but you just have to pay here, 60 here's bucks how a you year. share a game it's like here's how you share a game on playstation yeah. 4 here's your game yeah there you go yeah but what a lot of people don't know is that the playstation 4 was going to have a camera and it was going to have online only um this wasn't a surprise like but when they when sony saw the reaction to the xbox one presentation they pivoted in 24 hours that's why that video was shot mm. at e3 in a back room um like they huh. were going to do the same things they just saw oh shit people are losing their minds we can capitalize on this and right. and you know and then when it was like oh hey you can you know yeah we're gonna charge you for online but you can share games and people are like, oh that's a fair compromise you know, yeah, nobody yeah. really got that pissy about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is just it all boils down to like what what when any one of these companies finds a new reliable revenue stream, it's only a matter of time till the other ones do it. Yeah. Um, but Japan seems to kind of like or not Japan, Nintendo being that like Nintendo is like wholly <laughs> a Japanese company, um, you know, Sony as well. Like the rules are slightly different, but Sony pretty much runs itself like an american conglomeration um but like with microsoft it's it's very much the shareholder meetings are why are you not making a profit after 20 plus years like we need to start seeing a profit how can we make a profit mm -hmm. um and it's a, it's a legal thing like they have to be doing what's in the best interest of the shareholder not the best interest of the consumer um so what they do is they come up with game pass and they try to sell it as a benefit to the consumer uh where it's like hey you pay us a monthly fee. Um, we're not going to charge you a lot for it. You know, you can get a deal for as little as a dollar a month. Um, and it's just, it's the Walmart model taken to software as a service, um, where if you're not familiar with the Walmart model, Walmart would come into a town or a general area and they would undercut the competition at a loss while the rest of the company would float you. Um, you know, you could come into an area and this particular store might post a loss, but the stores a hundred miles away, they're all making up for it with their profits. And since it's all one homogenized conglomeration, doesn't really matter. And then once all the competition in that area has gone out of business, because who's going to go anywhere else when it's half the price? Um, once those businesses are dried up, Walmart jacks their prices up. And that is what like Xbox is doing with Game Pass. They're biding their time. 
They have a trillion dollar war chest that they're just sitting on. Um, they have a vision. They're seeing enough. And it's like, hey, um, we're going to we're going to sell the service at a loss. Um, you can look up numerous articles that'll say, you know, it either is a small loss or it kind of breaks even whatever you want to choose to believe. But at the end of the day, they're not making money hand over fist yet. But the plan is that once there's no competition and they buy up their competition, um, that that's what they want to do is that inevitably at some point in time, like game pass prices are not going to be user friendly and they already have the verbiage ready to go. It'll be for the price of two games for the price of three games for the price of four games. You have access to thousands of games most of which are trash that you're never going to play. And they will also, you know, they'll entice you and be like, hey, you want to play Starfield? It's going to be on Game Pass for the next month, but we're going to pull it after that. So you better subscribe now. You know, they're going to play on FOMO. They're going to play on, you know, they're going to play on, hey, you know, this is a really good deal for you unless you buy more than five games a year. But who does that? You're not a nerd. You just like to play Madden, you know, come in, get your fix. It's a deal. Um, you know, and that's, what's going to happen. Like, yeah, right now it's what, nine, 10, 15, whatever a month you can get, uh, you know, you can still get it at a discount, but that is going to end. And that's what the biggest, my biggest fear about the all digital future is you won't be able to buy anything, anything that you buy. Like if you buy a digital copy of a game today, you don't own it. Read the terms and conditions. You own a lease to access that game on that particular console through your account. And it can be revoked for any reason or no reason. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll own nothing and you'll like it. Yeah, um, and that's that's right. where the industry is headed. Where um, you know it'll get to a point where you will not be able to buy a game. You you know like you cannot you will not be able to say I want to buy Starfield for sixty seventy dollars. It'll be you have to subscribe to this to have access. Like we're already seeing it with movies. Like there's movies like. Uh, you know, not to get too much on, uh, you know, too much into it, but how many things on Netflix got a physical release? Right. Like there are some, but they, you know, not all. Yeah. It's super depressing. Well, um, I have, if we wanted to like move to just like maybe a more fun thing to kind of get away from this for the people who do collect physical games, like what's your like favorite couple, like two or three that you've got? Um, they felt like that could be fun. Like what's the best of your collection? Yeah, what's your what's your prized possession in your physical media? Mine's probably Earthbound. Earthbound, that's a good one. Hell yeah! yeah. I have a bunch of Japanese Famicom games that are just like kaiju games or tokusatsu games. So I have like Godzilla Baseball on Famicom, nice. um, <laughs> complete in box. That's awesome. <laughs> I like Earthbound. I, like, I actually like my uh, Rob too, my little Rob guy. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, the Rob it's is a pretty really cool, cool thing to have on my shelf or whatever. Um, I mean, the Fatal Frame games are one of them for me because I love those. Um, also, I have the limited run games, like holographic cover of um, the first River City Girls, which is one of my favorite games. Um, and the like holographic covers. I mean, like all copies of that one are kind of rare, the limited run version at least, but. The holographic one's pretty cool. I like collecting nice. like series, like having like, oh, I have yeah. all the whatever. I have all the Metroid games. I have all the Mario games or, you know, just like it's fun to like see them all together. Yeah. Like, I, I think I have. Well, I, I think I'm missing the Let's Go Pikachu games, but I think I have all the Pokemon games. Nice. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. I just I've only played like 40 percent <laughs> of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think that mentality is also a huge part of like physical media is like how much do you enjoy collecting? How much yeah. do you enjoy having yeah. like pieces of history? Um, which for a while I would say like was not a big part of my psyche until this latest foray into Pokemon cards. Yeah. Um, it is fun so. to like to be able to like hold a game and be like, yeah, like this is kind of an artifact at this point. Um, yeah, that's sort of fun. Um, yeah, especially yeah. when like GameCube games are now like 20 years old. Like I saw something the other day. It said like Mario Sunshine is closer to the original Mario than it is now. Yeah. Like that's like, crazy. oh no, that's like crazy. Oh, gross. <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to throw up. Uh, <laughs> it's like crazy. So good, though. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> Mario Sunshine. We should release vinyl of our um of our podcast episodes. There we yeah. go. For collectors. <laughs> For collectors. Um, <laughs> yeah, that actually. <laughs> if we ever made it really big as a podcast, we should like make vinyl editions of, of like our best episodes. Love it. <laughs> I don't like, think it'd fit. <laughs> like limited edition releases. That's true. That's true. <laughs> have to be like this. Yeah, LP. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do some um, let's shift away from our talk about physical media and let's do a couple of listener questions. Yes. Um, I know Rob has at least one of and last time we did two. That felt like a good number. We'll see how we're feeling. OK, um, Rob, hit us with a good hit us with a listener question, preferably one that doesn't involve us having sexual relations with any <laughs> Legend of Zelda characters. I felt so uh, bad. I had to go ask for forgiveness. Like that was so <laughs> nasty. Half of it was bleeped. The listener couldn't even understand anything that was being said. So let's hit us with a wholesome one. Rob. Yes. I'm OK, you can get nasty. Um, it's fine. <laughs> Um, he so did yeah, say preferably preferably <laughs> yeah. of course of course um, okay sorry I, because we like did this off the cuff and then I remembered like oh we should do this okay um, alright so yes here's one uh, oh from friend of the podcast and and uh, former guest host Shiki um, if right. you had absolute power over picking one game to cover for a future GOAT episode where no one could object to your decision regardless of the game, what game would you pick? Ooh. Let's go. Let's let Steve go first. Um, A second Star I, Fox episode. No. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. No, I... Um, oh, that's a good one. Where nobody can complain. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no one can fucking bitch about it. <laughs> oh God, that's a good one. Why yeah. doesn't someone else go? <laughs> well, I can't see. Think I'm of, think, I gotta think. I know. I'm trying to think of a game that I like that's not also like I know amazing. Um, you know what? Mine would probably be like a Pikmin game. Pikmin be a good yeah. one. I mean, uh, yeah, no, you, you would absolutely game. have an objection for. I, I, I've never played a Pikmin <laughs> game, but I look at them and they just seem. No offense, I know, but once so you're boring. in, you can never go back. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah, they're um, really good. I, I, I wouldn't even care which one. Like one through four are all great. So like any of the Pikmin games would probably be. I'd, I'd be delighted to cover any of them, in general. I'd be right there with you. Yeah, well, there's two. Oh Zach? man! Oh no! Zach's no! No! no it's going to turn into a real thing. I have to play. <laughs> um, Zach's usually got my bag okay. on things. 
Um, if we did an episode on Pikmin, I don't think I could come up with a bad thing to say, even if I tried. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, let's go. I don't want to play Pikmin. I don't want to play Pikmin. <laughs> I, have all, I have every single Pikmin game on it that show. It looks so over there. boring. It's oh. not. And that's where it you're wrong. It is not. Pikmin is I, such a good game. I honestly, freaking love no, Pikmin. Like, no, like no bullshit, Figgy. I think like if you actually played like Pikmin three or four, you'd be like, oh, this is actually kind of cute and funny. I think if you played any sort of way, he would think. Like yeah. I think, I think, I think you'd be like, this is a little boring for the first hour. But like once things got real, you'd be like, you'd get into it. And you'd be like, okay, I understand it. They're all on Switch. They're all on Switch. It's also the antithesis of anime. It's anti-anime. Maybe. I don't know. I'm also just don't like like farming games. It's not a farming game. It's actually way closer to like like a StarCraft game. It's like an RTS, yeah. but it's, it's a real time strategy. Oh, it's not okay. farming at all. Did you call it a farming game? He did. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It has farming <laughs> not, game vibes. No, I don't it is know not really. like Dude, a farming it is, game. It is so much more emotionally traumatizing <laughs> than a farming game. But when you look at it and you see someone playing it, it feels oh, this is a it looks like a farming sim. No, it has the, does the, it? the slow, boring It's like you're lame commanding an army. What the hell? Just because they're flowers doesn't mean it's a farming. Imagine game. if you were playing StarCraft, but like all of your units are really cute, and every time any of them die, they like scream in pain, and then you have to watch their ghost float into the afterlife. It's like an emotionally traumatizing game. Well, I do like I do like emotional trauma. I do like that. <laughs> it is so good. It is like they so die good. horrible. Ho- like, Pikmin- did you ever watch like um? Did, did you, Figgy? Did you ever watch like Happy Time Tree Happy Time Tree Friends back in the day? I know of it. Yeah, I, th- I think I did. I think I saw a few episodes. It's like that. Okay, got you're it. gonna love Pikmin like, one, and-, and then you're gonna play Pikmin two, and you're gonna be like, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> the amount one, of bullshit yeah. in that game is so high, but that's what makes it so fun. It's such a good game. You got to try it. Yeah. Just don't play Hey Pikmin for the 3DS. Yeah, don't do any that. of the ones that are on and any like Pikmin one through four, you'll have a good time. Yeah. Anyone else got um, got your game that you would make everyone else yeah, play? Yeah. So I now I went from having none to having. I just opened up my Steam oh, stuff, mm-hmm. and there's like so many indie games. I, I think I went from having zero to having 30 because I can just go down the line <laughs> of games that are probably not big enough to be like goat games potential, but are just really great games. But I'll let Zach, Zach and Rob, I'll let y'all go first because I, I have to decide. Uh, I've got mine ready if you want me to go. Yeah, hit me. What do you got, um, Rob? So I know I when you had us make a list, I put this on there and my pitch was that it was the room of video games. Um, I'd really love to cover, especially for like an April Fool's release episode, Deadly Premonition. Um, I don't know that one. I thought you were going to... So Deadly Premonition is like one of the most insane games that I've ever played. Um, The initial intention of it was that it was supposed to be a video game adaptation of Twin Peaks, the like surrealist TV show. And they just... only four bucks on Steam. They just started making the game without getting the license, assuming that they could get the license and also that the people who owned it would want to like fund the game and they said no absolutely not so then they had to pivot mid-game and make their own game out of it with like no budget um it's one of the most batshit insane games i've ever played um but it's like really funny and it's great to stream because like shit will happen and you're just like what what 
Why did that happen? Um, and like, it is probably the only game that has reviews that are both 10 out of 10 and two out of 10. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like a beautiful disaster of a game. So that's why I say it's, you know, like, like to me, the room is one of the funniest movies of all time, but like, sure. Yeah. It's funny like, because it of the, how badly it fails at what it's trying to do. And I think deadly premonition is that. Yeah. Uh, games radar gave it an award for best worst game and like GameSpot gave it a review for like most surprisingly good game <laughs> and it holds the guinness world records uh for being the most critically polarizing survival horror game ever made yeah wow um, okay well so you know i actually thought if we i don't know if we just had more time i would actually love to do an alternate Goat games, yeah, where like, we, we play mm-hmm. the worst games ever made. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, the, which was woke, the concept of the the, games, <laughs> yeah. There was the original game, uh, the original uh, premise of um, how did this get played, which is already mm-hmm. an existing podcast and very popular. Um, but I think it'd be good, like, side content, um, uh, if we could do it. But the problem is, I just don't have that much time, like, mm-hmm. um, right. I mean, I like, I, I would, I would love to, to do it with, with, with like literally that pitch of like, is the room one of the funniest movies ever? Is Deadly Premonition one of the funniest games ever? Can yeah. that funniness transcend all of its obvious flaws to make it a goat? I think it's a valid question worth exploring and could be, again, could be, I think it'd be great for like an April Fool's, like a, it would be a normal release episode, but like, a you know, I think it'd be fun. But yeah. that's what I would um, impose upon you. If I had my iron will, I think he's like shaking. He's like thinking of all these, like, oh, I don't want to do that. Ugh, I don't want to do that. No, no, that's not what's happening. Um, what's happening is I'm looking at my list. I'm like, okay, I'll, Zach, do you have one in mind? Because I, oh, I, I absolutely have one in right, mind. Is it Godzilla go baseball? So, no, it's not because Godzilla baseball is not very good and it's just it's not fun to play. Um, but, um, you know, echoing Rob's sentiment where he wants you to play a so bad it's good game. With my iron will, I would make you all suffer through Superman 64, oh, and God. you can't complain about anything. Oh, God, no, I can good. complain. The, I the, it when it the stipulation I it when it is released. that we have to play it. You don't get to deprive us of the right to complain. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you had to play it and not complain about it. <laughs> well, they can't complain about the fact that they have, they to, have play to play it, it but you can oh, complain oh. about the game. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to sit oh. here and pretend we liked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah, it's still Superman. <laughs> I just, I want to see who can get past the first level. Oh, That's God Gamer. If you can beat the first level in Superman 64, you're a God Gamer. <laughs> I don't have a funny answer, guys. I'm not going to lie. I have a whole bunch of games that are yeah, like indie games. Oh, there's so, well, in that case, there's so many that just don't rise to being a goat game, but are My, like, like beautiful games. Second choice was Donut County, which is, I think, genuinely a really good game. Um, yeah so i'll just do a quick list you know i'm gonna use i'm gonna use this as my platform and y'all can't stop me of just like <laughs> great games that we'll probably never play for the do podcast because it. it's not like important enough but are just really really great um or just really really interesting i don't even like a lot of these games but they're just interesting like i don't know if y'all have ever played kentucky route zero which is a super pretentious game it's just pretentiousness the game basically but it's really it's worth playing because it's just like an interesting foray into the medium um We'll probably cover Braid if this game goes long enough, but everyone should check out Braid. Um, a Cuphead. There's so many games that are just like, is this is this worthy of like goat games or not? I, uh, what, what? Emily is away, um, which is definitely not goat games material, but I can 
Highly recommended. It. it takes like 30 minutes to play, and it's like it's an aim simulator. If you ever got, if you guys ever played AOL Instant, Me- use AOL Instant Messenger as a kid, it's an aim simulator, and it tells a, a heartbreaking story. <laughs> um, so Emily is away. Highly recommend that. Um, it's a good one to stream too, actually. Um, it's uh, Greece is really pretty, and also just not a goat game, but just really gorgeous. Um, uh, her story. Um, just a whole bunch of indie games that are just probably not big enough or important enough to make it into the, um, into the Pantheon, uh, Pentiment I've started playing really, it's really cool. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, Rhyme is one. really pretty. I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't we have this Actually, issue last episode too? Where you're yes. like, oh, I want to beat this yeah. guy and this guy. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. If I, if, if there's a game that, 100% that will likely will never play. It's super sad that we won't just because it wasn't like influential enough, but is everyone should play it. Uh, if you have, has everyone here played Ret- return of the Oprah Din? I really want to, I, the ending was spoiled for me. So I kind of want to like wait until I've forgotten some of what it is. <laughs> uh, but I really want to, I've heard it's super cool. Return of the Oberyn Den is probably uh, that, or it's probably my favorite puzzle game ever, but it's and like people who know about it, love it, but I don't know if it's quite to the, uh, Duke. I don't know if it's been influential enough to really like warrant a spot in one in our very limited roster. Again, if we were churning out episodes like once a week or something, I'd be like, you know, we can definitely get it in. But like at our current release schedule, it's like, well, we, you know, we only do a few games a year. So like, I'm not sure it really can like, you know, rise up to that, but. Let's read a listener review. So please, listener, go on Apple Podcasts and leave reviews. And if you give us a five stars and leave a review, we'll, there's a good chance we'll read it on the um, podcast, at least at our current level of engagement where it's easy to do so. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, hold on. Why can't I not find reviews? Gosh, it's so hard to find <laughs> the reviews on this on this fucking app. I don't get how this is like the biggest app and it's so counterintuitive. I have it, I have all four of our reviews up right now. Shut up, don't say that. Don't say all four. All 50, you mean. <laughs> all 40. All 40 of our reviews, yes. Uh okay, go uh Zach, go ahead and read one. Not, um hold on. Uh just don't read the one about Final Fantasy. Okay. Anything else that's good uh, good to go? Yeah, sure, as long as it's a five star review. Okay. Um, so we have one that is from uh, every nickname was taken 46. Um, this uh, review was left on September 18th, 2022. And the title is love this show bolded all caps, but I really wish you guys would cover devil may cry one or three with the surprise dies emoji exclamation mark. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to doing devil yeah. may cry. I feel like Bayonetta kind of took, fun. I think Bayonetta was kind of like the equivalent uh, for like I think we it was like if we have to choose one of those we did Bayonetta. The fact that uh, I'm I'm gonna shorten your name. I'm sorry. I'm sh- I'm sorry that uh, Nick here um, was in the know enough to go one or three and skip two and four. It, yeah, I mean that's I don't know anything about the series really, so I'll take. Oh my god, you you've never played Devil May Cry? No, I played Bayonetta. You've which never seems played like the same thing. So. No, it's not. Devil May Cry is better. 
Well, <laughs> it feels like <laughs> no, 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 just no, that no, anime no, no, hack no. and slash, right? Yeah, no, 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 Devil, Devil May Cry one is what the original idea for Resident Evil four was. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> So now, now, if you want to, if you if you want to know more, we're gonna have to do Devil May Cry one. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. You're we're welcome, gonna Nick. Do that I'm doing what soon. I can behind the scenes. We're not gonna do that. I'm doing what soon. I can for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's do one more listener question, then we gotta wrap up. Oh, okay. Oh, we don't have to. One. I, I have one. One, is, one is good. Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve, if you want to do one. Or do you want me to save it? What do you want me to do? No, go ahead. Do it, Steve. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. This is by... uh, Oh, shit. I lost it. Okay. I got it. This is from uh, fellow homie, Philly Fan Dan. Uh, He says, what game from your childhood do you want to see remastered? Mm. Oh, that's a really good one. That Um, is a good one. Shit. Uh, mine, mine would be probably Final Fantasy IX. That was the first Final Fantasy I played, and it was—it's a gorgeous story and characters. Uh, I would love to see it get the—I mean, I don't know if I want to see it get the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment and that they change the story. Yeah, but I would love to see that world brought to life in in modern hardware. Hey, that would Figgy. be amazing. Figgy, what? Final Fantasy IX is getting a remake? No, it's not. Shut up. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. It not a full it is remake. Next... Yes, it is. Fuck <laughs> off. Hold on. Nine remake. I, I need to. According to their information, was looking to launch at some point, but I don't see any de- anything definitive, dude. Somebody who's leaked things that is very seldom wrong is said it is in development. I'm not seeing anything definitive. I'm not getting my hopes up until I see an official announcement. Um, but that would be amazing. Um. But see, but it looks like uh, well, I, when I say a remake, I mean like a full. Okay, well, that's my answer. Final Fantasy IX, gorgeous game, beautiful game. Well, well, no, no. What are you? So, are you trying to? Are you going to split hairs between remake and remaster? Because Final Fantasy IX's already gotten two remasters. Well, no, I mean like a full ground up like graphical yeah, remake. The the rumor is that's what's going to happen. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe no. it when I see it. I'm not getting my hopes up. Damn, we'll because see. it's much cheaper. It's much cheaper. To take a game you already have and remake it than it is to come up with a whole new concept. Steve, what would you pick? <laughs> well, what I pick, it would probably be some sort of N64 game. Um, I would love to do like, a, I would love to see like a Mario 64 remake with like multiplayer somehow. Mm. But like implemented. So Mario 64 DS? Implemented well. That would be well, cool. I know they have. I know they have Mario sixty four DS. Like you can even remake that. That'd be fine too. But I would just love to see like multiplayer, where like you could just like yeah. run around the castle or whatever and just like dick around and like earn stars together. I think yeah. there's like a mod like that or something, but I don't do yeah, that. There is, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I would love to see like some sort of like HD remake of like Mario sixty four oh, yeah. with like good multiplayer. You could be like, I don't know, Luigi or Yoshi or whoever. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Man. Rob, who do you got? What do you got? (laughs) So I talked about this game when we covered Elden Ring. Um, This is a game called Lost Kingdoms. It was a GameCube game and it was made by FromSoft like before they made any of the Souls games. And you have like a deck of cards that are all monsters. And it's like, 
you're running around in like a third person view, but you like draw a card and it's just assigned to each button and then you can attack or either summon it. Um, and I just feel like it's such a cool premise. I've never seen another game do anything like it. I still love playing it today, but I it like absolutely could do with a modernizing. And I I would give so much if like FromSoft came back and gave it the modern FromSoft treatment and like brought Lost Kingdoms into the modern age. I would be so fucking there for it. Um, yeah. So that's what I want. Zach, what do you what's got? Your- what would you like? The question was childhood, right? Yeah. 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 Fuck. <laughs> you right. didn't have one of those, uh, did you? That's why you don't feel things. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no, it's just like my my pick was from adulthood. But um for childhood, um, I think I would really like to see a remake of the original uh Sega Genesis uh Jurassic Park game. Ooh. I don't know how many of you played it. Yeah. Um, but like um I would love to see a Jurassic Park game that doesn't suck. Yeah. In the modern era. <laughs> nice. Could, was that the one you could play as either the T-Rex or the uh or you could play as either the dinosaurs or the humans? You could play as uh Alan Grant or a Raptor. A Raptor, in, yeah. Um there was uh so there was Jurassic Park and you could play as both and they played through the same levels. Um and they just played a little differently like uh Grant had access to weapons and the Raptor could eat other dinosaurs. The Raptor's to a fucking health. Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> right um and then they made like a sequel called um jurassic park rampage edition and then i think there was a third sequel but i don't recall playing it um but i do know that like jurassic park and jurassic park rampage edition were staples of my childhood hmm. and i loved them dearly nice oh yeah awesome even though and uh but they are they're getting a re-release um they're doing a jurassic park uh like game uh collection similar to like the aladdin lion king thing where they're just going to port all the um, all the Super Nintendo and Genesis Jurassic Park games on like uh, onto like PS4, 5, Xbox, and Switch. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been our Goat Gabs episode. Um, I, if you've made it this far, which of course you have, because we're the best fucking podcast you've ever heard in your life. Sorry, I got angry. Dear Aggressive. sweet baby listener, I didn't mean to, You know I love you. Um, uh, my name is Figgy. You can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv backslash Figgy underscore O. I'm joined today again by Rob. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm Rob, uh, Super Captain Rob. <laughs> on twitch i stream tuesdays through thursdays starting at 5 30 cst and uh saturdays starting at 3 p.m cst if you want to come and hang out i'd love to say hi beautiful steve yep you can find me at twitch.tv slash steve for cheese where i stream on fridays mostly sometimes and zach I'm Zach. You can find me on the Goat Games podcast more often than not, and occasionally in Figgy's living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, I think that does it for today. Till next time. G. Well, uh, how's, how's everyone been other than our Pokemon card obsession? <laughs>
I mean, I can't complain. I just uh I just got back from a trip to Atlanta where I got to hang out with uh got to hang out with uh Figgy and Q, which was very fun. It was a oh, great yeah. time. I got to meet uh the fiance in the flesh. He did. He she's, got to... she's a wonderful little she's a wonderful lady. <laughs> she puts up with me. Yeah. Yeah, which makes her a saint, of course. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was a great time. I'm I'm trying to avoid the topic because I don't want to talk about the great Pokemon. No, well, no, no. Did you guys I'm do sorry. anything else besides that, or no? Yeah, yeah. We oh yeah, we watched oh. a terrifying movie. What was the name of it? Uh, talk Zach. to me. A twenty four. Talk to me. If you're yeah. into, if you want a good spooky movie for Halloween, um, I ten out of ten. Like I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Talking like to normal. people is terrifying. So, well, like, sounds yeah, no, <laughs> you know, crippling social anxiety. But, yeah, it's just <laughs> anxiety. Uh, I'm already you know, intrigued no, by the title. <laughs> no spoilers, but it's like it was a situation where, like, you know, um, I read a lot of horror discussions on like Reddit mm-hmm. and the internet, and it was like a movie where the cons- consensus was like, "Oh no, like this movie's great. You need to check it out." And nine times out of ten, when that happens, I'm like, "No, this movie sucks shit." Um, mm. like, you know, like you go on like the, the horror subreddit and they act like this movie on shutter called host is like the scariest movie ever made. And I thought it was trash. Mm. Um, but then the I Korean want, movie. Uh, no, no, not the host. That movie rules. Oh, okay. I love that movie. Okay. Um, host is like a found footage type movie where like it all takes place mm. over webcams and spooky shit happens and they like they were it was like um one of the it was kind of like the tiger king of horror movies it came out during the pandemic oh yeah it was shot in a way (laughs) where it was creative where because the actors couldn't be in the same room so it was like shot over what made to look like web cameras obviously they're using high-end cameras and pretending that they're webcams but um it was like a 70-ish minute almost like short film but like people were acting like and it's well made, but people were acting like it is the scariest thing ever. And I'm sitting there like, when's it going to get scary? That's like, that's remember- like Zach with the one chip challenge. I think the overarching thing from episode to episode is, that Je- is just that Zach can't feel things. <laughs> right. I, don't feel- <laughs> I think that's the takeaway is that Zach is completely numb. I don't think that it's, I don't think you can really rely on his review of anything that involves emotions or feeling anything. <laughs> but, but I mean, I thought, I mean, you know, I thought talk to me was pretty terrifying. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I like re-listen to our old episodes all the time. I'd gone through them at all in order at one point because I thought it would be fun to see. Right, the evolution. To, like, well, the evolution, but also I thought it would be interesting to track everyone's like percentages of, of when they gave a goat versus not a goat to see like who the harshest critics was. Um, right. So that was kind of fun. I bet it's um, Figgy. It was me, actually. Um, You're the harshest? Really? I was the harshest, yeah. Figgy was the second harshest. Um, yeah. Well, I'm then, trying to think. Yeah. I, I, I famously didn't do... Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you work in a foundry? <laughs> it's the just this shitty old microphone arm that I have. I really got to replace it. It's just like a I... $20 Amazon microphone arm. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I was doing for a while. I recommend these if you are willing to spring money for it. And since it's like what is, your main What does one of those run? $100. Okay, that's They're not ex- bad. It's, 
it's worth investing in um, for, I mean, especially if it's like, th- this is like your hobby. Like you have both your stream and your podcast. It's like yeah. your thing. So I, I think it's a good spent, good use of your money. No, it's like, it sucks. Like it sucks up front. But once you get a decent mic arm, you're like, oh shit. It's hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I should just do that. That um, is genuinely worth like just uh, spending make it on. Like a, make it a flex goal on your stream. Or you could, yeah, you could do that. I mean, I I like I drop that amount on just stupid shit all the time for streams. Like so cards? like, yeah, like like Pokemon. Well, not, cards. not even like he <laughs> drops it on like um, equestrian <laughs> TCG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob. I, considering you bought like five cacti to sing to each other, and the shake weight. Yeah, yeah the shake weight was not it. that expensive. Um, I mean, the cacti Look. weren't per cactus either, but. So per cactus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. None of these single things by themselves are ridiculous, but in aggregate, it yeah. starts to be well. A problem. My yeah, like costume budget is nuts. Um, yeah, I just I love that you have a quote unquote costume budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who keeps I, your books? <laughs> I just I just ordered a sexy nurse costume because um, oh god, it's gonna get wonderful. Spicy. Someone paid, uh, DB paid actually. He did my like how much for redeem and yeah. and paid for it for me to to do a uh, sex ed uh, stream. Oh um, my and then I'm going to dress as a sexy nurse and do oh, sex man. ed. So that's going to be fun. With or without wig. Yeah. How much are you committing? <laughs> I, I had not thought about a wig, but I've got a ton of wigs I could put on. Um, Just be like a sexy blonde nurse and be sultry and seductive. Could do that. I was thinking I have I have like a nice red wig from when I was Jesse from Team Rocket. Oh, uh, like that could yes. be good. That would be great. Daddy yeah. likes. <laughs> and we got red fishnets to go with it, so I feel like the red hair and red fishnets. You know, yep. it's a nice. It, the everything accent, accents everything else well. God, you oh are committed God. to the bit, bro. <laughs> Rob is nothing if not committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the best streamers in the world. Oh. For sure. If you're not subscribed to Super Captain Rob, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Man. Oh, hey, Steve, now that you're here, I can finally say what I've been waiting to say all week. Sports? Wait. Yes, huh? let's all make sure we're recording. Uh, I am record recording. on your phones, too. And then let's clap. And then you can talk about your stupid sports shit. <laughs> Ready? And... Three, two, one, clap. Okay. And what? What's wrong? I said woo, like we did it. Oh, woo! <laughs> I was like, ooh, like I oh no. Okay. Um. Okay, now y'all can talk about your stupid sports stuff. Steve, how, about, how about them bills? Uh. <laughs> I don't know what to say about the bills. They looked better last week. But uh, their coach is an idiot. <clears throat> their coach is a freaking idiot. But uh, they, the players look better. Uh, but I mean, hey, maybe it's maybe it's a sign of them turning things around. And I don't think there. so. We play. I like that we've gone from girl from Ipanema to uh, near far wherever you are. <laughs> oh, we play the Bengals next week. We're gonna lose to the Bengals. Oh hell no! The Bengals are dog water. Yeah, right. but we suck, so we're gonna lose to the Bengals. <laughs> they have our number too. They have our number too. I think they do at least. We've only played them twice. Well, not even twice. It was like one and a half. It was like one and a half. 
Because the half game was the, the whole Hamlin game where he like died. And right. then, man, there, what, is there like this annoying buzzing in your ears you guys are hearing? Yeah, something like that. Just you know? <laughs> slightly uh. grating. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something going on. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> all of a sudden, all my cameras decided to work and I can see <laughs> Man, he's just—he's just really doesn't like sports. <laughs> this is what it's like when you all talk about sports. This is what it's like to my ears all the time. A beautiful angel sings <laughs> pop culture songs. I don't even ear. think there's anything that you guys. Talk, oh, there, I guess anime, but nobody really talks about anime in the group chat. I think I'm the only one that regularly watches anime, other than maybe Rob. No, Rob. Yeah. No, Rob is a huge yeah. anime. Hand. I yeah. literally just said Freak. other than Rob. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, but I mean that's like you're also the only one who watches sports other than steve <laughs> right but it's like well, you should have said i think me and rob are the only ones that watch anime not i think i'm the only one oh, i guess rob too but <laughs> yeah that's exactly steve steve articulate like it crystallized it i'm the only cool one i guess except rob but i'm really <laughs> i'm the cool one and rob's the sexy one <laughs> Ooh. Okay, that's true. That's true. Oh. <laughs> he is wearing a D's Nuts t-shirt. True. Yeah. <laughs> All about the branding. Uh, it is. 